Blog Talk Radio.
Maya Hotel, Grand Rising, and Better Love. You are listening to Dr. Robert X Form by way of Truth to Power. I am Beverly, and we're looking at white supremacy and blackface. Hotel, Dr. Robert X, how are you doing this evening? Uh, Hotel, Sister Bev, Hotel family, uh, I'm doing fine, Bev. Uh, five stars to you. And your choice of music tonight, Digging in the Crate. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Thanks that to you. That was absolutely fantastic. <laughs> and if I might add, Bev, um, that last song by Lettucey, Gonna Be All Right. Yeah. That should almost be a national anthem for black people. Yes, I agree. That song is absolutely amazing. So I just want to tell the family, the system of white supremacy is predatory. It's a predator. It's not here to soothe and massage our aches and pains. It's here to consume you. Black men and black women in many respects, do not understand the predatory nature of this system. This system is not geared for you to stay together. It's geared to implement as many pitfalls as it can in the path of black men and black women. When we stay together for decades, it's really rare because of all of the pitfalls that we have to deal with, and there are many, 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 many. So I don't expect black male and female relationships to be at its apex. But I do expect the relationship between black men and black women to take a cue from lettuce and understand that it's all right. It's all right, family. Because the bottom line is, we have to understand the nature of this beast that we attempt to survive in. Because most of us would never know true love in terms of our relationships with each other. We may stay together 40, 50 years in some cases and never really have the opportunity to express true love because of the predatory nature of this system. That's what we're fighting against. And like any other predator, if you hope to outwit it, you have to understand it. If you don't understand it, it will consume you. Learn to celebrate hard times. Understand what I'm saying. Learn to celebrate hard times because the system is geared, it's programmed to facilitate as much and as many hard times on black men and women as possible. So learn how to celebrate the hard times so that you can chill out when the good times come. You don't have to overcompensate for it. But if you can just learn how to deal with the hard times, and I don't have to tell anybody over 30, Okay, what that means, because you've already had some. 
But just know, family, like let us see said, that no matter how hard things get, expect them to get that way, to maneuver around them. But just understand that it's going to be all right. And I was able to, I saw um, white supremacy and black face today when I I looked at some of the uh, whistleblower about Tyrone Biggum's laptop. And I mean, white supremacy and black face was live and kicking. You got to tell me about it, Bear, because I missed all that. Well, no, it was just that it was um, people that looked like us that was up there doing what they do. Making excuses. Yes, and making the, trying to make the whistleblowers act like that they had an agenda. And, you know, and, and, and these people have clean hands. Yes. Supervisors. Yes. People at the top of the food chain, been at their jobs for decades, but somehow yeah. they are now non-whistleblowers. They are activists. When in fact, if you take a look at their so-called whistleblower that Adam Schiff kept in the basement and will let nobody mention his name, and the media dutifully complied by letting everybody know if you, uh, no media should to print his name, and to this day, 99% of mainstream media not only will not question that whole thing that was totally illegal, okay, but they still will not mention his name. The reason they won't mention this fake whistleblower's name <laughs> is because the first three letters of his name basically identify who he is, Bev, and we said that from day one when we exposed him a long time ago. We said his first three letters in his name is CIA. (laughs) And then we find out there that he is CIA. Yeah. So it's really, really disappointing, but it's to be expected. When you see black people sitting up there making excuses for the pink, uh, 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 for the people, who Martin Luther King's whole family, and they ain't unified on nothing, the King family, if you know anything mm-hmm. about them, okay? Because uh, uh, one, one of his daughters, she's straight up Republican, right? The son straight up Democrat. Uh, I think his name is Martin King III or, or whatever. Right, yeah. That family came out in unison and said it was the FBI that killed their father. Mm-hmm. Now, that's the whole family. And here you got these ungrateful, undignified, uh, low-energy Negroes sitting in, in places where they allegedly represent praising the FBI. And the CIA. And these people was working with the IRS. And, you know, they still trying to discredit 
them like them in the IRS was uh, going against uh, Biden and them. Like they had a hidden agenda. Character assassination, Bear, because these yeah. people's resumes are so sparkling that they can't, they don't have anything to say in terms of factual information negative about these people. Mm-mm. So they just assassinate their character. They start calling them names. This is what they do because yeah. the people who are behind them, this is what they've done. Their favorite character assassination, I don't care who you are, is to call you an anti-Semite. Yeah. That's the first thing out their mouth to assassinate your character. So you don't dare tell the people about what they're really doing. You don't dare because you could be 150% correct, and they call you an anti-Semite. It literally does is it basically neutralizes anything that you have to say. Because they run the media, they run social media, so they carte blanche to say about you anything they want. But you can't say anything about them. And that's why I refuse to live in a world where the very first amendment of a document that allegedly governs the behavior of this country, of the Constitution, or as Brother Steve used to call it, the Constitution. I think if he was here today, he would change it. Okay, because that's the only thing that's standing in between absolutely total uh, tyranny Okay, authoritarianism. That's the only thing that's standing in between that and this country. If that wasn't there, they would be all over. People like me, I would be gone, period. You would never know where I was or what happened, and you couldn't even inquire. If you inquired what happened to me, you would get arrested. That's the system that they're trying to put in place. It's sad, but it's to be understood. It is to be understood. They've decided to become predators. I'm talking about black politicians. Yeah, they made that decision. Nobody put a gun to their head. Now watch this, Bear. You might run across a little of this today. I wish I could say I'm but I'm The... Attorney General of Michigan mm-hmm. Hello You went out she brought, Oh okay All of these fake charges Against these 16 people Most of whom are 60 70 80 years old Mm-hmm She knows damn well that exactly the same thing that they were going to do if Martin you, you're breaking up, Doctor X, because I didn't we didn't quite understand what you were saying. Okay, am I better now? Yeah, we can hear you. So okay. Far. This woman knew damn well that 
the charges that she brought against these old white people. And I think it's a black person in there, too. Mm-hmm. But she knew that the Democratic Party, even wrote it down, had already decided that the same thing in terms of challenging the elections, they were going to do that and even wrote it down. John Podesta wrote it down. The New York Times even uh, wrote a huge article about it. I think it was Newsweek that came out later after the election and wrote a huge piece on the fact that they stole the election. Literally said that. Mm-hmm. Okay? Huge article. They know that Hillary Clinton and the Democrats were all over the place talking about challenging electors, telling the electors to switch their vote to her. That was in 2016. So the same things that these people were, were trying to do that's totally lawful is exactly the same thing that the Democrats have done going all the way back. It even goes back to Kennedy. Stole the election. I'm talking about John Kennedy. Mm-hmm. When they stole the election based on the mob ties right here in good old Illinois, Chicago in particular. So challenging electors is a given part of the political uh, construct. It's not unusual. What's unusual is these people basically trying to change the laws. This is what they're doing. That's why they charge people with insurrection. Okay? And all these other fake charges. Fake. And all they hope to do is to have these cases handled in a jurisdiction where they control the courts. That's like the mm-hmm. Southern District of New York. And, and everybody that, knows. Go ahead, Bill. Yeah, go ahead. I was just saying, and that's what was going on here in Michigan. You know that they, I don't know if they passed it, but uh, they put the law in that you can't say certain pronouns or you go to jail. Yes, that's insane. You see, <laughs> that's taking away your freedom of speech. That that's the very first amendment. Because if you don't have freedom of speech, you don't have no freedom. That's right. So you look at the people that's attempting to take away free speech, and guess who you run into? Who? Old Testament. <laughs> They're behind all of it. Yeah. Particularly that. Well, how do you know that? Well, look at what the media is doing. Look at what social media is doing. And look who own it. That's how you know. It's not hidden. But here's the problem there, family. The people who support them don't understand that they're in more danger than than those of us who don't support them. That's right. They don't want them on the planet either. Mm-mm. But somehow they've bought 
into this this mindset that somehow because they have been allowed to go out here and burn up and tear up and attack people that they are preferred. That's what they think. And they're in for a rude awakening. All right? So it doesn't matter what these people do. That's why they turned the law into a weapon. I told you the law, family, is nothing more than a wall. Turn the, turn the word around backwards. And then understand that the wall is basically preventing you from going somewhere. It prevents your movement. That's why perhaps the most outside of, I would say, where it may not have an equal, the most policed area in this country is Wall Street. Wall Street is the citadel, not the Federal Reserve, Wall Street. It's the citadel of the system of white supremacy. It's the home, it's the residence of the money changers. It's as crooked as a dog's back leg. It's legalized gambling. Choose people up and spit people out. It will dictate what your 401k is going to look like if you have something called a retirement account. If you attempt to go on Wall Street to make money, it will identify you and remove you by manipulating the stocks that you participate in acquiring. It's the citadel of the system of white supremacy. That's why no matter what happens, who gets bailed out when they lose all their money? Wall Street. You don't get no bailout. You don't get no interest. You get zero interest. Because Wall Street is like a flea on a dog in the body politics. Terrible, Bear family. Mm-hmm. But it needs to be neutralized. And I've said this on the last two shows. I'm going to say it again, just in case somebody missed it. If you really want to deal with the system of white supremacy, you have to understand where the controlling mechanisms are. And the way you can hit Wall Street that has nothing to do with Main Street Okay, I'm talking about in terms of of the everyday workings of Main Street, is to target one of its beneficiaries. 
and we said one of the best beneficiaries to target is J.P. Morgan Chase. Big dog dealer. Yes. They're not alone. Okay? Everybody know about Wells Fargo. If you don't, just Google Wells Fargo busted money laundering. Just Google that. Okay? Who's the who's the other one there that Robert Rubin? Is it Bank uh, of America? No, not that. Bank of America is, is just a shell of what it used to be. Okay. No, it's the other one. Remember, these two banks, J.P. Morgan Chase and this bank, were fighting each other. They called it the Battle of the Titans. Remember that article, Bill? The Battle uh, of the Titans. Yeah. This article. Yeah. But I'm trying to think I, who was the other one. Maybe somebody in the, in the chat room could tell us. Yeah. But those two banks, J.P. Morgan Chase, that's Rothschild Rockefeller, fighting mm-hmm. each other. Mm. That's what the article was laying out. So you target one of them very quietly, nonviolently, by putting your money somewhere else. And it doesn't matter if the putting of your your money somewhere else is another one of those banks. What you want to do is to gauge your effectiveness. Do you know how long people have been complaining about the banking system in this country and what it's been doing to the people? Thank you, family. Goldman Sachs. Oh, yeah. yeah. Goldman Sachs versus J.P. Morgan Chase, the Battle of the Titans. Okay? So once you see, all of a sudden, you tune in to your financial pages, and all of a sudden there's a mystery going on at J.P. Morgan Chase because all of a sudden people are closing their accounts and they can't figure out why. Yes. Thank you, uh, Mr. Mayor. Or is it governor now? <laughs> anyway, thank you, Drew. Uh, yeah. You want to gauge your effectiveness. So once you see how effective you can be at shutting down one of these behemoths that basically serve the system of white supremacy, facilitate the system of white supremacy. Oh, a vice president, you got it, Drew. Now you can see your power because they will immediately go in panic mode to try to find out why all their depositors are taking their money out of J.P. Morgan Chase. You white people, y'all got much more than black. So y'all need to start the process because as quiet as it's kept, the reason that these banks are where they are and are able to do what they do is because of white people because y'all got the majority of the capital. 
It's your responsibility to shut it down. And so what will they do? Well, I'll tell you what they'll do. You know how they got the mechanism on Wall Street there? Mm-hmm. But it's a perversion of the law, according to them. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the mechanism inside Wall Street, Sister Bill, that we talked about, that when the market drops to a certain point, it automatically steps in? Mm. What was that mechanism? It, it's called the something group. Ah. Anyway, it slows down trading to a trickle. Okay? And in, in depending on the severity of the drop, it will shut down the market automatically. And then interject money into the area where it needs to be interjected. Plunge, somebody's saying, was it Plunge Protection Group? The Plunge Protection Team. Thank you, family. Yes. The Plunge Protection Team. Sounds like a plunger, don't it? What do you use a plunger for to unstop something, right? That's right. That's what the Plunge Protection Team does, but it, it does much more than that. Well, that's what would happen in the banking sector, okay? The banks will literally shut down to find out why people are taking their money out of J.P. Morgan Chase. Like, you don't have an obligation or every right. At least we think we have those rights to take out of any bank that you don't want to keep your money in. But so crooked there that they tell you, when you put your money in that bank, that money is no longer yours. It's theirs. That's what they say. But you have to put them on defense. See, because the body politic responds to that. So when the body politic finds out that the people are unhappy with uh, the political decisions that J.P. Morgan Chase is making, the politics will then respond to you. See, they got this thing upside down based on the banking system where uh, the politicians don't work for you. They work for the wall under the guise of the law. You see? You should have to respond to the politics, i.e. the politicians. The politicians have to respond to you. Okay? So as soon as that happens, they're going to look for what is the the primary area of concern that's causing people to remove their money from J.P. Morgan Chase. That's when you have a spokesperson to step up and say the people are unhappy with J.P. Morgan Chase and the things that it's facilitating, Mr. Politician, which means we're not happy with you. So we don't want no ESG, okay? 
We want it gone. We don't want no diversity, equity, inclusion. We want it gone. We don't want no affirmative action, but what we want is a mechanism in place that can gauge and deal with the system of white supremacy that prevents black people and other people from getting jobs based on their skin color or be able to get in universities based on their skin color. We want real fairness and equity across the board based on qualifications, nothing more. The only way that's going to be done is to grab a hole, grab by the throat, the banking system in this country. And then if they don't want to do that, yeah, then if they don't want to do that, okay, well, we're going to move from J.P. Morgan Chase to Goldman Sachs. No picketing, no marching, no raising hell, just quiet diplomacy. That puts the power back into the hands of the people and takes it away from the banks that control your politicians. The banks are the pimps and the politicians are the hoes. I can't say it no better there. And I just find it quite interesting that no one has ever called for that. To least resistance because you don't have to do nothing. You can get on your phone and cancel your account. You can do it whenever you get ready. But I'm going to tell you, if you don't do it, it's going to swallow your whole. Because nothing in the body politics is happening today that the banks ain't first signing on to. That's why one of their primary moves that they're making right now is trying to put in place the central bank digital currency. What is it? Digital currencies. Well, well, what is that? How does that affect me? It's going to tell you when you can spend your money, where you can spend your money, how you can spend your money, and if you can spend your money. And if you don't spend it the way we tell you, we're going to take your money. Ain't no more saving money with the CBDC. If you don't use your allotment on a monthly basis, it gets taken from you while they're telling you what you can buy with it. And they doing that already with uh, some kind of card that they got out. And 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 if you don't use that amount of money, you know it don't go over to the next month. You have to use, and you can buy your medicine or groceries with it. I forgot what they call it. Well, people ought to be running away from it. No, they run into it. 
that's insane. That's because that's why I don't use plastic. <laughs> I don't have no credit card. I don't have no debit card. Now, I know we headed down that road where I won't have any other choice, but right now I still got some choice. So if I go and I want to rent a car and I need a debit card or credit card, that's saying my economic wherewithal, no matter how much money I got, is in somebody else's hands. It's really out of my control. That's saying. So you look at who run the credit rating that dictate whether you get the credit card and, more importantly, what your interest rates are going to be, whether you could borrow money or not. And you look at that and you find nothing but Old Testament running that whole system. And the people don't question it because they, they've been taught the importance of it. They only know that I got to have this certain credit rating uh, rating in order to do A, B, C, and D. If I lose my job, particularly if I'm black, and the next job going to pay me half of what the last one make, that's going to put me in arrears in terms of paying my bills. That automatically gives you a bad credit rating. Be late on a car payment. Okay? Bad credit rating. And then these bankers, because that's what the credit rating agencies are. All right? They're nothing more than invisible banksters. Then what they do is they get a cut off the top by basically putting you in a position where to borrow anything now you're, you have to pay more because of a poor credit rating. And people, after all these decades, ain't raised hell about that system. Don't even see who own it. Who are the people that own it? How did it come about? We just march on like good little soldiers and do what we told. And I was never cut from that kind of cloth because I question everything, which is why you always hear me encouraging people to question everything and everybody. And anybody that don't want to be questioned, you need to walk from. See? I've been saying that as long as I can remember. And I know I'm accurate because guess what? Now they own the censorship kit. Well, what is that? That means you can't question anything. Well, who's running the censorship? Old Testament. Who Who's deciding what pronoun you can use and you can't use? Old Testament. <laughs> They're behind all of this stuff, but you can't say it. You can't say it because they immediately call you anti-Semite if you have any weight behind you. But see, I don't have no weight behind me. I don't have an organization. 
So there really is nothing that they can target but me personally. That's the way it's supposed to be. So when you build your alternative system to this system, who's ever in charge is going to have to be outside of it. They can't be inside of it because then that gives them something to target. So I'm talking about building corporate structures. My name cannot be on it. Because I need the freedom to say, and this goes for all of your leaders, they must have the freedom to say and do the things that need to be done outside of the purview of control of Old Testament. You see? Your leaders have to be separate yet apart. They have to be separate from the foundations that you build while at the same time they can be a part of it. Now, when they come with this CBDC, this is what I've been warning about, which is why we didn't put the corporate structures in place. They put that system in place, you're not going to be able to accomplish anything without their permission which means forget about fighting them on a variety of levels. It's a done deal. Because you can't move around and do hardly anything without having capital to do it. And I'm not a capitalist, but I am a realist. Okay? So that's why family, if you don't know, putting the corporate structure back in place right when they drop coronavirus on it. That's when we stop. But I told the family that if certain things don't take place, this system that we, they're getting ready to put in place, we think we're going to be able to work around it. Well, I want you to just imagine for one second somebody else controls every dime that you own. Look at it like that. And they not only control every dime that you own, they control every dime that everybody else owns, and they tell you and everybody else, don't give nothing to you. Because we're heading towards a surveillance society, the likes of which we haven't seen, with them being able to surveil you in your own home. Ain't no refuge. You can't hide from them. They are already told you, your TV watching you, your toaster watching you, your iron refrigerator. Yeah, your refrigerator watching you, your stove. So we're heading towards the kind of society that I don't think people really understand. So this is why uh, I've been an advocate, if you will, for Orange Man. This is why. Because he'll put a, 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 what did we used to say back in the day? 
a crap in their game. That's why they doing to this dude what they doing to him. Because they know they can't go forward with their 2030 agenda that comes right out of the United Nations, but it's all over the place. Everybody know about 2030, but they don't focus on the United Nations as being the foundation for it. They just say the 2030 agenda. Well, what is it? Well, I say go to the United Nations and find out because it's all right there. Every bit of it. Go ahead, Bill. No, I'm not saying anything. Okay. So, yeah. These are things that are fundamental for, for black people going forward. The level of things that we really understand is quite low because we've been taught for better or for worse to focus on a lot of things that have no direct involvement in whether we move forwards or backwards. And I'm going to give you an example. A couple of weeks ago, somebody mentioned Jamie Foxx and his situation with the Venom, right? And then all of a sudden, he supposedly had a stroke, and he was incognito for, for a little while, right? And towards the tail end of last week, I began to see video of Jamie Foxx right here in Chicago on the lakefront, boating. Yeah, out there having a good time. Now, watch this, family, because I said, wow, this is really strange. Because a couple of days before that, Q was talking about him. And several other people were talking about him and that he was forced to take the venom, right? Mm -hmm. In order for him to work on his job in Hollywood. And I said, well, this Ice Cube and, you know, other people saying this. And he really didn't want to take it. But he took it anyway. His reward was a stroke, allegedly. Because the guy I saw on the boat here in Chicago on the lake didn't look like he was no stroke victim. Here's the deal, family. Jamie Foxx is a very, very bright guy. Very smart. I would say him and Dave Chappelle are perhaps two of the brightest black people, let's just say, in this country. And they're multi-talented. Okay? But that don't get you, get you a free pass. Because while Ice Cube and others are talking about they have to kill him, you've heard it, right, Bear? Yeah, I heard it. 
And a lot of people when, saying that they have killed him, and that's just his clone. Okay, now that could very well be the case, but we don't know that for sure. Right. One thing we do know is he ain't left Hollywood. Family. If his situation, according to these people, is as dire as they say, and that they're trying to kill him, why would he go back and put himself right back in the clutches of the people that are trying to kill him? Does that make sense? No. It doesn't, does it? Mm-mm. So here's what I say. And this goes for all black people that are involved in entertainment because I see the stories. I'm just not going to spend a lot of time on it unless you make the decision that your life is worth more than some fake fame and fortune. Because if they come with the CBDC, you ain't got no fortune. You see? You don't have no fortune. Because the same people that finance Wall, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, Wall Street, the same financiers on Wall Street exist in Hollywood. Same people. So if you go back to Hollywood, I don't want Ice Cube and the associated actors and actresses telling me that Hollywood is trying to kill you. No. You are participating in your own demise. If you are as talented as you think you are, do it another way. I didn't say it was going to be difficult. But uh, as I opened up with Lettucey and trying to explain everything going to be all right, you got to understand that you're in a predatory system. And it's the nature of the predatory, to cons- of the predator, to consume you. Like that snake do. Bingo. And the quicker we understand that, the quicker we'll get out of the situation that we're in. This is not a game. It is not a joke. Any person, like the the Attorney General of Michigan, that would come out here with some fake indictments for some 70 and 80-year-old people for doing the same thing that she damn well knows the Democratic Party just did in 2016. They wrote uh, articles after articles all over the damn place talking about challenging the electors. All over the place. They've been cheating here for a long time. Everywhere, Beth. Illinois. Mm -hmm. Talk about cheating. They invented the word. So anybody go to Hollywood and then expect me to cry for you? Kiss 
my black feet. I am not about to cry any tears because you want some fake fame and fortune. Because there's too many black people out here that are trying to survive on an everyday basis than for me to be consumed with some highly paid spoiled personage that somebody's allegedly trying to kill and you running right up to them for them to kill you. You see, family, in the 1940s and 50s, there was a black Hollywood with black directors and financiers that produced their own movies. This is 2013. Who's the brother that became a rapper and became uh, independently wealthy by selling his music out of the trunk of his car? Oh, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Um, Master P. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, Master P. <laughs> figure out another way. Yeah. Don't accept their way as the only way. Unless your ego is so huge that you think you can maneuver in the cesspool. And again, if that's the case, go right on and get back in the cesspool. But I'd be damned if I'm going to drop any crocodile tears for you. What did Dave Chappelle do when he peeped it? Oh, what did he do? How much did they offer him? It was a lot of money. He turned it down. Turned it down and left the country. Yeah. What happened to Kanye when he came out and told you who's who's behind this system of white supremacy in terms of the music industry and fashion industry? What happened to him? Didn't they send him to the crazy house? Well, they tried the first time based on him exposing the black per- blackface part of the system of white supremacy when he exposed Jay-Z and Beyonce at that concert. Mm-hmm. And told him, don't send nobody to come get my head. I know you're coming for my head. I didn't say it. He said it. And he's been proven accurate. Because they took his money. I'll bet you he'll tell you he's never been happier. You see? They took his money. And they'll do that to anybody. But you ain't seen nothing until they, and I'm hoping that it don't take place, until they drop that central bank digital currency, you ain't seen nothing. You say you won't eat bugs? What if that's the only thing you're allowed to buy? Put some hot sauce on them. You'll eat them. Yeah, absolutely. So that's where we at. All right? These people trying to do an in-round around what we know as freedom. 
they don't want nobody on this planet to, to be free. Nobody. There ain't another race or religious group on this planet that's doing this. And see, again, I have to say this. When I look at that governor in Michigan, what a ugly, ugly person. Well, she part of the woke group and, and the Democrats. I know it. Her, and she ain't human. Right. Her, the Attorney General, and the Secretary of State, all three of them females. Yes, all females. And that's important because they're using the women because they know psychologically people view the women as not as aggressive as the men. But mm. these aren't women. These aren't women. No. These are sickness. And there is no sex in sickness. Y'all don't believe me? Look at what they're doing to the people. They're telling you there is no sex. It's non-binary and gender neutral and all this crap. Who you think doing this? The same people. So for them, they're not women. They'll tell you. They will not give you the definition of a woman. Y'all don't believe me? Ask the Negro Supreme Court Justice that Biden just put on the Supreme Court. She sat there and told you she can't define what a woman is, which means she can't define herself. Family, we're dealing with some straight-up sociopaths. That's the first time I saw this attorney general in Michigan. Everybody know I love Michigan, okay? Particularly Detroit. Always consider it my home away from home. But I'm telling you, that attorney general being Jewish, which really means she's using Judaism as a front. She's not Jewish. She's satanic, okay? She's and, she, to the and she LGBT or whatever you of call course. it. Of course, it has to be. All of them are. <laughs> we we can automatically subscribe certain things to these people, right? Based on their philosophy. That's part of the philosophical construct of the synagogue of Satan. You got this demon in Arizona named Kirsten Cinema. She came out and openly said that she'd just do anything. She's just a freak of the week. Openly. All right? Uh, these are not dumb people. But they're extremely cunning. 
because they've been educated on how to deal with certain scenarios that are, that are going to come up in front of them. And if you notice, they all have the same response. <laughs> it don't matter what state they're in. They always have the same response, but they don't have the masses of the people. And that's where the people can make an impact overnight without leaving your home. Family, you want to bring down State Street? And what, what's the other uh, venture capital firm that's all over the place uh, that's trying to implement the ESG? And, and now many corporations are running away from it because the people stood up. BlackRock. Okay? You want to neutralize BlackRock? Come at the banks. That'll totally neutralize BlackRock. Because they ain't got $17, 18000000000000 trillion on hand. The money's in the bank. The bank's out of head. Cut the head off and the body will follow. Exactly. And the best way to do it is targeting them one at a time. And watch how the fake politicians fall right as those fake banks fall. That's a major part of the problem. Everything I'm saying is doable. Overnight? And just for some reason, I cannot and I don't have an explanation for it. Why people have never challenged the credit rating agencies is beyond me. They created a whole new industry that they call credit repair. Hmm. Well, now you got to pay money, right? You can't make up for being a month late on this bill because you lost your job because the company went out of business. They're not hearing any reason for why you got in the financial condition that you're in, and it may not have been no fault of your own. The steel mill closed down, and now you don't have a job, and you can't get one because the country is in a bank-induced recession. Bank-induced. The banks cause the recession. People say, well, no, Robert, that's just the Federal Reserve. What is the Federal Reserve? You see? If you want to take down the Federal Reserve, take down J.P. Morgan Chase. It's not difficult. In many cases, the answers are very simple. Very simple. Because, you see, there's absolutely no balance in the relationship between the bank and its customer. There's no more relationship with this anymore. 
The same applies to the medical establishment. There's no mm-hmm. relationship between the doctor and patient anymore. It's all corporate. And I can go back to the 1980s, the middle 1980s, when they began to put on the table for discussion because they're the ones who decide in many cases what we talk about. Would it be okay if the country was ran by billionaires? This is in the 80s when there are no billionaire politicians. Well, maybe one or two, you know, Jay Rockefeller uh, and people like that. But billionaires basically stayed away from politics because it didn't offer the kind of return on the investment that would make them want to do that. Okay? But then a decade later, by 1995, Every billionaire politician that you could, uh, every billionaire damn that you could think of was either running for politics or trying to put one of their right-hand people in place. All of a sudden, the gatekeepers, the fifth estate, the media is literally telling people that if you ain't a billionaire, you ain't going to be able to run for politics in the future. That's what they were telling us. Now, the only people that were able to escape that paradigm, not so coincidentally, was black people. We were somewhat immune from that because most black politicians running for a higher office not only don't have no money, but they need relatively little. If you're running for the House of Representatives, Chances are you're running in a black district against another black person who broke his hell too. In the other part of that equation is black people vote based on emotions. Most of the people we put in office, I call them the screamers. They were screamers. They were people that got out in the street and raised hell and about a particular issue, you can pick the issue, and then they decided to run for politics. So I call them the screamers. They're not necessarily the thinkers in the black community. They're the screamers. Okay? Who take advantage of black people's lack of knowledge in terms of how the system really operates to get them a position. And then they get in positions that they really know nothing about in terms of how these things work. And now they have to rely on them same white people that they was out there screaming against. That's why you see them black politicians basically sounding just like the white ones. All right? That's why you see people like AOC. Classic example hollering and screaming until they get elected. All right? And then they get fed the Democratic Party or Republican Party diet. And that is, you either do what we tell you to do or we are going to primary you. We're going to run somebody against you 
and we're going to put money in their campaign. And in most cases, because the people really don't understand what the hell is going on, the media turns against you, et cetera, et cetera. And in most cases, with the exception of the black community, you lose. And that's because the black community votes on emotion. That's how, That's why the screamers get elected. And we've been doing this over and over and over and over. And then we wonder why we don't get the political service that other communities get. It's because you put screamers in office instead of thinkers. And we become very comfortable. And that model is still in place to this day. It's very rare that you'll get black politicians who can actually think or come up with other ways of accomplishing things that need to be done in the black community. And that's why the same problems that existed in 1953 in the black community exist in 2023. Same problems. And I keep trying to figure out, Bear, I wish somebody could tell me. And I keep using this dude because he's so scary to me. I mean, this dude, I'm not scared of too much of anything. But when I hear this dude talk, he scares the hell out of me. Who is that? I'm talking to Hank Johnson. Hank Johnson. Hank Johnson. Pull him up. <clears throat> There's no way that this guy should ever be anywhere where decisions are being made on behalf of black people. He's a borderline oh, 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 yes. He is definitely uh, <laughs> white supremacy and blackface. Bear. He's illiterate. <laughs> yes. And I just say, how could anybody put this man in office? Well, we know they cheat. I don't believe they put him in office. No, the Old Testament, Old Testament put him in office. Bear, that Old Testament only goes as far in the black community as we allow it. Because we don't have the money that they can snatch away from us. We don't have it. So what they going to do? They can't do anything. And that's why black politicians, in a large sense, are immune against it because we vote based on emotion. But this guy don't even have a good conversation. He can't even. I mean, if people was listening to his campaign, they could see he, he, he can't do what he say he do. See, that's what I'm saying, man. That's exactly that's what I'm why saying. I say Old Testament put him in. They they <laughs> did something. They cooked the books or something because he don't even have a good conversation. Nothing, man. There's nothing that I can see 
that could possibly stand out that would make people put this dude in office. Mm-hmm. Unless wherever he comes from, he was a screamer. I don't even see him doing that. He looks like know, he's so confused. I just got up on him a couple of years ago. But he's a head scratcher. If you don't scratch your head after that dude, and I'm not talking about somebody that's got to conjugate every verb 100% correct or anything like no, that. right. You ain't got to speak 100% correct English because no. white people don't. I ain't talking no. about that either. I'm mm-hmm. talking about the fundamental kind of sense. I'm sorry, man? Now, I just say some kind of sense. If you ain't got just common the, sense or book sense, some kind of sense. Just the fundamental ability to think on your feet. That's all. But it's obvious he don't have that. <laughs> it ain't my opinion. I wish it was something else. But I've never seen anything fluid come out of this dude's mouth. Almost like a cartoon character. Like he's not a real person. Seriously. So he's my example. How is that possible? Okay. Now watch. In spite of the, the, the disagreements that you would have with somebody like a Judge Joe Brown, Just Joe Brown is a smart dude. Yeah, very smart. Okay. And I'm not saying he's the smartest person on the planet. I'm not saying he doesn't have faults. He does because he's a human being. But if I needed somebody on my side to help me think of creative ways to deal with the problems that affect black people, He's one of the people that I would lean toward. Let me throw this at you, Judge, because I know you're going to give me uh, the way that you feel that the proper way to handle a particular situation, given your propensity to use law. I need that because I know, listen, family, I'm going up against this wall. I need the law, L-A-W, because I'm going up against this wall, W-A-L. You see, we'll find reasons and rationale for why a Joe Brown can't represent us but a Hank Johnson can. This dude couldn't put a paragraph together to explain something if his life depended on it. Well, Robert, that's why you say that. Because I've heard him. And he's damn near incoherent. Yeah. You see, knowing the, the black people's economic situation, black people should be raising hell about PayPal and this connection uh, or this alliance 
with the censorship mafia, right? And the, this whole credit rating agency thing, because it's all the same thing. It's all the same. So the Hank Johnsons and these other black politicians need to be raising hell about black people being censored. Now, what do you think about Tim Scott? I wouldn't trust him as far as I could spit. <laughs> Ain't it obvious, family, that he's aligned with the wall? That should be obvious to everybody. See, certain people I don't talk about because it's so obvious. Well, some people, you know, it take them a minute to catch on. It's not as obvious. So sometimes they have to be uh, made aware, and then they can go look for themselves. He works for the old school Republican establishment. That's part of the wall. That's what I think about Tim Scott, very little. Because if you ain't never hearing certain things come out of his mouth, you already should know. There's no way in hell you could be in office today and not give a critical analysis of the World Economic Forum. I want somebody to tell me how you're in office and you 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 bypassing that. And they are literally dictating the flow of, of the body politic. How you in it, but you can't talk about it. I ain't in it. And I'm talking about it. Because it's important. Well, how are you in it and you can't talk about it? That's because you align with that 75% of the system of white supremacy in the Republican Party. Okay, That's so what, what do you think about Brian Donalds? I think if that brother stays on the trajectory that he's on, he's probably going to be one of the most influential black people in the country. Yeah, I kind of like him too. You know why, Bear? Why for the same reason, the same reason I said people should already know about Tim Scott based on what he ain't saying. I have mm-hmm. heard Brian Donald talk about it. Yeah. You see? This ain't difficult to figure out. It's not. It's not what they say. It's what they don't say. Because the Democratic Party is going to put a script in their hands and tell them what to say. That's why they all say the same thing, just like Black Lives Matter. They all say the same thing. It's a program. And I can tell you point blank, if you ain't never heard of Byron Donalds, the first thing that's going to jump out at you is his ability to think on his feet. Yes. Yeah. I I saw him on MSNBC or CNN, one of them, and they was attacking him like an attack dog. But he was thinking on his feet. And he told their asses up one of the times. Yeah. Well, just just wait a minute. You asked me the question. 
Let me answer it. Right. Unless you want to answer it. If you want to answer it, don't ask the question. It's real simple. And as soon as they shut up, he went in there and basically nullified everything that they say. I've seen him do it on more than one occasion. Yeah, me too. So it's not difficult to identify who real and who not. You just have to remove yourself from the matrix and look at these people for what they are. Damn the labels. I don't care what the labels they come uh, come at us under. Republican or Democrat. Irrelevant. The reason that you hear me attacking the Democrat is because black people somehow think that these people who have squatted on you consistently and the people we claim to respect like Malcolm and others have told us they're far worse than the Republicans. And we claim to love these elders and like Malcolm. And then we go and do exactly the opposite thing when everything that he talked about way back in the 60s is all right in front of us still today. You think he was sitting in front of you talking right now because the problems haven't changed because they are not going to address your problems. That's not what they're there for. What what do you think about um, the Indian guy? I can't pronounce his name. I forgot what. You know, is he running for president? Yes. Extremely bright. He's just like the Brian Donald type. But he got a problem. What's that? See, he has come out of nowhere, and he has taken the issues that are prevalent among the electorate, and he has electrified them. And normally that would be a good thing. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to give you an example of what I'm talking about, Bill, which is why the people have to be careful. When yeah. people like, and I can't pronounce his name either, right? but he's extremely bright, very sharp. But watch this family. He's a member of the World Economic Forum. See? They got smart. So what they began to do was produce people on both sides of the equation. Mm -hmm. Republicans and Democrats. Okay? So the governor... Of um, um, Tennessee, I think it's Tennessee, Kemp, Georgia, Georgia. The governor of Georgia was just at the World Economic Forum. Mm. The people in Georgia should be running his ass out of office right now. That's the white people. They should be running his ass out of office and everybody else that went there. He's a Republican. But they basically are trying to run both sides of the, of the board. Yeah. 
my antennas went up on him when he was, like you say, he was talking all that black talk for black folks. And I was like, wait a minute, I ain't got something ain't fitting here. Yeah, that's right. Your spirit is telling you. Yeah. Okay. Because people from this particular program, I can't speak to other people in their programs, but I can speak to this one. I think people on this program, I antennas have been up. Yes. And they don't go down. We go to sleep. Them antennas still up. Yeah. Hey, we 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 turned into satellites. <laughs> That's an excellent way to put it, man. Twenty-four hours a day, right? Twenty-four seven. Yeah. yeah. Antennas always up. Go ahead, bear. No, I don't say nothing. And that's a good thing. So we picking up transmissions that most people are not picking up on. And that's all right, okay? Because then we can go and begin to transmit those signals to other people. It's like I, I always say it's like spokes in the wheel. It's like spokes in the wheel. You might think that one spoke that come up missing is not uh, important, but it is. It is. You may think you riding as fast as you normally uh, would on your bicycle that's got a spoke missing out of one of the one of the wheels, but if you had equipment on, it would tell you that because of the uh, wind trajectory, you're not going as fast because you don't have the necessary spokes in the wheel to deflect the wind currents, right? Because that's what the spokes in the wheel do. And one spoke missing makes a difference. It may not be measurable to you, but if you're in a competition, it's extremely important. Okay, so people like Tim Scott, uh, Vivek, oh man, that that last name is, and he's an Indian. Yeah, yeah. Remember, Bev, I said all of a sudden in the last 20 to 25 years, the Indians are everywhere. Mm-hmm. Now, we talk about Hispanics, but, man, listen, let me tell you something. When I grew up, you'd be hard-pressed to see an Indian. Yeah. And when you did, they were, for the most part, uh, uh, strict advocates or adherents of their own cultural norms. So the women, the Indian women, Dressed in traditional Indian garb. Now, the Indian women and the men. The men wearing skinny jeans. Speak perfect English. And the women twerking. Indian. (laughs) 
must have woke somebody up. <laughs> <laughs> so you can see how this culture will change you. And you can also see how Indian people would begin to, because, uh, of course, they all run towards education, right? They think education is the thing. Yes. All right. And then the next thing you know, they're in the World Economic Forum. All right? This is what has happened. And the same with Africans. All right? So I, I would like for the family to understand, up until just recently, 90 plus percent of the Africans that you see in this country come from the upper classes in Africa. And as such, like your upper class here, the black upper class in many respects is not indicative of the masses of black people. They're different from us. They don't really want to have a whole lot to do with us. Okay, that's just the reality. Again, the boys refer to them as the talented tenth. And it's only here recently that that's begun to change somewhat because now black people from the upper classes, they children are just as dysfunctional as children who come from the extreme lower classes. They running, they sons and daughters running around in Porsches and all this kind of stuff wanting to be gangsters, shooting at people. So that old paradigm of you must have two parents in the family in order for the boys not to, you know, go crazy. That's not true. That, that don't apply no more. Oh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Bear? Because yeah. the gangbangers in the suburbs with the mamas and daddies right there still gangbanging. Yeah. Mamas and daddies right there. You see? But they don't have a hold of their children. Because they thought that they could send their children to the uh, the, uh, the the after school or uh, you know, the little programs and things that they have in the suburbs that they remove totally from the city, you know, boys' clubs and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. They thought that they could just send their children to those things, right? But now these children got the phones, and the phones got that, that gangster culture on it. And so now they're out in the suburbs doing the same thing that the so-called inner-city uh uh, black youth are doing. They want to be hard, right? The women want to be gangsters and bitches. You see? I don't know. You could just you could just tell the difference between the suburb gangsters and the inner okay. city gangsters. <laughs> you all right, you can, but they're still trying hard. Yeah. So, I mean, they got. They literally got to kill somebody, not just yeah. shoot at them. Yeah. Hey, we just got to do that. Yeah. The point is, they have bought into that culture, too. That's the point. Yeah. yeah. They just try to act gangster using proper English. 
Because <laughs> they ain't really been in the hood. So they don't know the jargon. They don't know the logo. They don't know all the things, but they work on it. They get online with their friends, and they try to develop it. Mm-hmm. And something else happened there. The white children are doing the same thing. No. They're going on the black websites and the black, uh, you know, uh, where the young black people are, and they have developed how to speak the language, too. So they're running around trying to talk like black people. White kids, dressing like them, trying to act like them. Yeah. Little white girls with no booty, trying to twerk. Ain't nothing moving. Because there's nothing there to move. But they twerking anyway, okay? Now, some, somebody in the chat room says that Brian Donald supports Israel. Most of them do. Then we got to call him on it. What I said was, he's a very bright brother. If he stay on path. Huh? You said if he stay on track. Yes. He needs to stay on track. Mm-hmm. And we need to get to him and to be able to put questions in him. This is all I've seen. I haven't done any in-depth research on him. Mm-hmm. But you can't deny that he can think on his feet. And yeah, I like that about him. And he has mentioned institutions, them gangster institutions like the World Economic Forum. Okay, I personally heard him talk about these things. But like with Divit Ravaswamy, that's that's how you pronounce his name. It's just hard to get all them damn A's and W's Swami. together. Swami. Ravaswamy. Swami. Ravaswamy. Ravaswamy. Anyway. We are going to have to groom if the body politic survives this onslaught. Black people, and I've said this a thousand times, black people are going to have to groom their own politicians that come from you. Okay? And what that does is that neutralizes the ability of money because that's how these people, the opposition, going to come at them. That neutralizes money being the sole factor or the primary factor in whether a candidate wins or loses. All right? So you got to come from some kind of organized structure where people already know you because you come from them. And you're just not a screamer. Any mama. Any daddy or any sister or brother can attain and be accomplished in the body politic. It's entirely possible. You get a dozen or more black people who are elected to office in the city of Chicago, and they can change the entire structure of the city of Chicago if they're conscious. If they're not, you can have the whole body, the whole city council be black, and you're going to catch the same hell, 
that you're catching now. And the same applies to Detroit and anywhere else. We didn't had that happen. We didn't had all black city council, but one or two people, nothing changed. But you didn't have conscious people, right. the thinking people, that could maneuver your way and come up with new initiatives to, to basically rebuild Detroit. Because, see, I'd be the first to say, there ain't no law against setting up corporations where people from Atlanta and Philadelphia and Chicago and New York can become shareholders in that company or in that corporation and or begin to deal companies in Detroit. There's no law against that. Trump Tower was in downtown Chicago, you see. What's stopping black people from purchasing all that property, all that vacant property in Detroit, and rebuilding it? There's nothing that stops us from that, and I ain't heard not one politician advocate that for people, other black people from around the country to do that. That's totally legal. You see, I don't want no personality. That ain't what we need. We got enough of them. (laughs) Last thing we need is another personality. But I can tell you what's going to happen. When that kind of initiative begins, the personalities, because they always want to get out in front of things that are progressive. This is real progressivism. And the next thing you know, they invest in, in in the corporate structure. That's how it works. Jay-Z, Beyonce, and Oprah will probably all invest in it because they need to be on the right side of black people. And I can tell you, metaphysically, they feeling it. They feeling it that black people turning against them. I ain't never met him. Okay? So I'm telling you, if certain things take place, if you build it, they will come. I'm just telling you. But I'm also telling you about the pitfalls in terms of the system of white supremacy. Because for me to tell you to build corporate structures and not tell you about central bank digital currencies and how that's going to inhibit anybody's growth that they don't want to grow, then I'm not doing my job. I am not. Where's the black venture capital firm? Because we told you about the opposition. And the fact that they're taking over the, the entire technological sector with venture capital firms, people that come with the, mo- the money to invest in their ideas. I don't care nothing about Bill Cosby being a billionaire. If he can't put his money towards something helping black people outside of donating to uh, a black college university, 
That may be well and good if you want to donate to Temple. Cool. But donations to Temple have not shown that you can take that and use that productively in rebuilding the black community. I haven't seen it anywhere in this country. I don't care what college they come from. But when you start talking about venture capital firms, their role is to peruse all of the things relative to that particular firm that they want to invest their money in and make a decision on it. That's how I view corporate structures in the black community operating. Not because somebody has a Ph.D. from Yale, because that's not necessarily conducive to creative thinking. Bill Gates is a college dropout. So you can't use that as the singular metric to gauge good ideas. Again, Master P was smart enough to sell his music out of his car and got to the same place that he wanted to go to. Black people have unique needs that ain't never been met. Never. Because we've never had the institutions to make it happen. Hell, we had Lena Horn and Cab Calloway and you name them. Billy Holiday, you name them. We ain't just got no entertainers and, and athletes. We've had them for quite some time. But it don't translate into very much of anything when it comes to rebuilding our people and building our, our community. So as a result, we are not a people. We are not a people. We don't have a culture. Because if we did, it wouldn't change every 10 years. Okay? Our culture comes in the clothes we put on. You see somebody wearing certain things, they automatically subscribe to this particular culture. That's insane. When you think about it. Because then, 20 years later, here come another clothing style change. Right? Right? And the music changes right with it. That's normally what happens. And so now we got another culture. And here's the crazy thing. From one side of town to the next, the culture could be completely different. And black people begin to hate on each other because they come from these different cultures that exist on two different sides of town. It's insane. And it's because we, we've never really had a succinct, cemented 
cultural base to give us cultural norms. People tried to push the Afrocentric, the African-centered movement, okay, as that foundation, and it didn't quite work out. So you'll find that many people's foundation is predicated upon their economic anchors in this system, okay? Your economics, your chamber of commerce is supposed to be your anchor, and everything else revolves around that. But we've never had a viable, I know we got them because I've been in meetings with some of them, okay, these chambers of commerce with no money. No money. <laughs> so I'm not laughing to be crude. I'm only laughing at the fertility of it. That's why we focused on economics to begin with. Because it's quite obvious in a capitalist system, you better have a capital base. And I, I say we've never been in as bad as the condition that we're in now because with all the so-called rich black people we got, where the black banks at? You see? With the rise of individual wealth, there's been a corresponding decrease in terms of an economical foundational structure anchored by the banks that are disappearing. That's across the country. But that don't necessarily stop you, because I'm going to say it again, corporations and venture capital outlets can feel the void. They can feel the void if certain things don't take place. Okay? If they go cashless, they call it CBDC. We know it as the Cashless Society. Been talking about it for damn near 40 years. Since 1987, when that article in uh, The Economist magazine with the... Uh, with the bird on the front of it, and they're talking about uh, digital currencies way back then, 1987. And I had the magazine, had to go get it. Phoenix rising from the ashes with Bitcoin laying there on the ground. So would you say that uh, we need to really start focusing and, and studying Banking and economics? We should have been doing that 100 years ago. Matter of fact, 100 years ago, that's exactly what we were trying to focus on. That's why you could have a Black Wall Street 100 years ago. Where is it at today? Can somebody tell me? Because I ain't seen it. So what do we need to be focusing on today? The moves of your opposition. Because that will let you know 
what's coming and where you need to be. It's more critical today than it's ever been. Anytime these people will censor a president, tell the president of the country he can't speak, listen to what I'm saying, family. It has nothing to do with Orange Man. It's the fact that they got balls enough to do that. What does that say your voice is worth? Think about it. You have no voice. Just think about it. They told the the man that has more power than anybody else in the free world that he has no right to speak. And all of the media jump right in and say he has no right to speak. I don't give a damn what you like him or not. That ain't the point. The point is they did it, which means you ain't got no voice. Did you hear me? If he don't have the right to speak, what makes you think you got it? I don't care if you're a Democrat, Republican, or whatever. What they're saying is, if you don't say what we want you to say, we will nullify you. We will cancel you. You can't tell an LGBT joke and you're the number one comedian in the country and we're going to try to cancel you because we don't like your speech, Dave Chappelle. Ain't that what they did? It didn't stop him. Bad. It made him pause. Oh, yes, it did. Don't think it didn't. It made him pause. It made him pause. Pause. Slow down. Right. Because, see, don't think for a moment that he don't know that they can lock up his bank account too. So he has to be extremely maneuverable in the field of comedy that he can get his point out without offending everybody. Because they'll make it appear as though what he said is offensive to everybody, even if it's not. If that's all they tell you, that's all you're going to know. They've done it to too many other people. I'm going to say it again. They told the president that he has no right to speak. Can you tell me somebody in this country that's more powerful than the president? But, I mean, he's still, I mean, this he's still speaking. He's not speaking on their platforms. And the only reason he's as effective now is because He has allies now. He has allies in social media, like Twitter. 
they so concerned that they went on a hurry-up campaign and built a new social media that basically mirrors Twitter called the thread. Like they well, threw they, it together in two weeks. They're not stopping. The, he got the support of the people. There. Make no mistake about it. If he didn't have Twitter, he would not be where he is now. I don't do Twitter. But the Democrats ain't able to just go on there now and just lie without any opposition because all the opposition was canceled. They would censor you. Tens of thousands. They were removing people by the tens of thousands. See, and what did people do? People went and they created their own media. They attempted to create their own media. They had other, it, well, you got Rumble and other pe- other media came up. The word was still getting out there. Might have got out there a little slower, but it was still getting out there. Bear, trust me, Bear. And while they're doing that. These people are working right now in the background trying to pass legislation that will allow them to shut down any of those platforms. We already talked about that. Okay? So we're not talking about them quitting. They haven't quit. And, and we I know can't the opposition. Quit yeah, the opposition hasn't quit. Okay? That's what I was just getting ready to say. What I'm saying is people have an inordinate amount of power that they really shouldn't have. And I'm here to tell you, yes, you got to always fight them back. But that don't mean you're going to win. The fight is ongoing. Okay? This thing ain't over with by a long shot. The piece I played yesterday with the uh, white girl from Europe, from the EU. What was she talking about? She's talking about the World Health Organization with the legislation being pushed right now in this country. Right now. The World Health Organization trying to take over the whole world. Now, why is she concerned about that? Well, I tell you why she's concerned about because she can see that it's happening, and it may not be happening here just yet, but it's happening all over Europe. Okay, and it will attempt, like I just said, as we speak right now, they're trying to push the same thing in this country. Biden has come out with some of the most dangerous stuff, and we know that he ain't the author of it, so all he has to do is put a signature on it. People that try to take over the world don't just stop. They may come up with another way, right? It could be because of war. It could be because of a variety of things. But one thing that I know is that these people the more pressure you put on them, the more dangerous they become. And I, my favorite saying is, they are capable of anything. They went and blew up, Bev. 
This is way before most people even know about the World Economic Forum, never heard of it. In 2001, they blew up two of the most important buildings in this country, both dealing with capital and the movement of capital, the World Trade Center. They blew them up in 2001. 20 years later, they shut down the whole world. See, these are things we all saw. From 2001 to 2023, they still don't want you to ask no questions about what really happened with the World Trade Center. To this day, they will call you names if you question anything about it. Watch this, Bear. From 2001 to 2019, 2020. No. 2000, yeah, 2020. No, was it, was it 2019 when the virus was released or 20, January 2020? It, I think it was the early, early part of 2020. Okay, right, because we knew about it in 2019, mm-hmm. but the general public didn't know about it until 2020. Right. So we're talking... From 2001 to 2020 is almost right at 20 years, okay? You can't talk about the World Trade Center and who really did it to this day. Every now and then, little drip drips like two of the so-called hijackers were, in fact, working for the CIA. That just came out a couple of weeks ago. No discussion on it. Because the mainstream media ain't going to cover it. But it don't mean that it didn't happen because the documentation exists to to acknowledge it. But people so, were talking about it when it happened. It just wasn't on mainstream media. Well, that's the key point, Bear. But it's still, it, it, it was still trickling down. It was still getting out. People was... Uh, you know, at during that time, people had said that people was in there working on that building. They were now, after it happened, they knew that they were putting dynamite in the building. The building was exploded. The plane didn't no, do that. No, that became their opinion. That became their opinion. I'm not necessarily in disagreement with their opinion, but there's no facts that their dynamite was in the building. Right? Well, they had people that was working, construction working in that building weeks before it blew up. Uh, We all know that. Believe me. (laughs) Well, many of us know that. Let me put it like that. And and people that's in in the demolition business, they were saying that... That's how they do. They they bring a building down. That building was demolition. Well, no, it didn't come down with no plane. I'm with you on that too. I'm with you 100% on that. What I'm saying is, there's no evidence, as opposed to documentation from the intelligence community, pointing out that two of the so-called hijackers were in fact working for the CIA. 
Well, I mean, that's, yeah, that was Bush was in office during that time. That's, that was them. Daddy Bush was the head of the CIA. It was all them. We knew it was government. No, we have an opinion. Okay. We have an opinion. And that's what I'm saying. I'm not disagreeing with the demolition experts, but they have no proof. They have an opinion. Unlike the documentation that points out that two of the hijackers work for the CIA. That's proof. That's different from saying, I've been working in construction all my life. And I ain't never seen a building pancake on itself unless there were demolition charges in the building. Because see, what they'll come back and say is, Okay, prove it. There's a first time for everything. And you can give me all the models you want. But I can come back and say, that's not proof. Okay? It did this time. You can call it an anomaly. Because you ain't got no other proof. Now, if you got somebody that rigged the building... And they come forward, they would call them whistleblowers. A whistleblower is like a physical document. So that's what they're doing today. Yes. They so whistleblowers are like physical documents. They serve the same purpose because they are directly involved. It's not their opinion. That's the difference. So... People trying to make opinions fact. They don't work the same way. In a court of law, your opinion ain't worth 30 cents. It's just your opinion. It don't mean you wrong. It means you don't have evidence to back up your opinion. So that don't work. So the difference between back then and um, and today is they're doing they're bringing in the facts, the whistleblowers and things like that. Bingo. So they still haven't been locked up, but we could say they haven't been locked up yet because they got to yes, prove the case first. When you got all these witnesses, that's like documentation. Now you're going to have to refute the witnesses. That's very difficult. You go in any court of law, and you got, because that's what the body politic is. They deal with law. That's that wall. The wall is, if you ain't got no evidence, no facts, you ain't got no case. Watch this, Bill, family. From 2001 to 2020, we got COVID. Look at what happened. They shut down the whole world. The governors basically took over the state against the law and began to mandate unlawfully what people could do and what people couldn't do. Right? 
Mm-hmm. They locking people up. They beating people up because they ain't got a mask on. They shutting down churches against the Constitution. That's the law. And what happened in all those cases, man? A lot of people was fighting back. I know it, but they still got locked up, didn't they? Some. <laughs> okay. The, the the people were trying to open their business, and what would happen? The police would come there and lock their ass up and take control of their business all around the country. But what happened? Two years later, now these governors got to pay for what they did unlawfully. So what did we see begin to happen? The law, Supreme Court, tells Biden to take your sick old ass, oatmeal-eating ass out the pasture because you don't have an authority, any authority, to mandate that nobody take no damn venom. The law tell the governors that you overstep your bounds. You have no authority to throw the Constitution away and violate states' laws, right? You have to follow the Constitution of your state and the Constitution of the country. You don't get to throw them away because you want to throw them away. So what happened? The governors were found in violation of the constitutions and every damn thing, all these fake mandates that they put on the people, what happened? They had to get rid of them, didn't they? Ain't that what happened? Well, let's go to the cities. The cities, these fake mayors, these communists, tried to put unconstitutional mandates on the people and force them to take the venom and they didn't even know what was in it. How you going to force somebody to take something that you don't even know what's in it? Are you insane? And what happened? All across the country where the people got fired, the courts said, uh-uh, you have no authority to do this because you are a damn mayor. You got to pay these people they back pay and give them their jobs back. Why? Evidence. The law says that you were in violation of it, and therefore, you can't do this. Ain't that what happened? Ben? Um, yeah, but then you have, yeah, but you had a lot of people that uh, fought them then. They didn't need Biden and them to tell them that it was against the law. So a lot yeah. of people was fighting it on their own. Yeah, you can fight it on your own, but you got to have a lawyer to fight it. Not necessarily. Okay. Bev, if they sent the police to your shop and your shop was open, the police closed your shop. Well, that's, that's, a, that's because they under commercial, that's business. They, okay. A lot of them is licensed under the, the, the state. See, we're yeah. not going there, Bev, because that's yeah. irrelevant. When the police come to shut you down, you get shut down. They ain't asking you which statute you under. That's not how it works. You deal with that in the court of law, right? Right? 
Mm. Yeah. You, you still going to end up in the court of law. Well, now you get to do what? You get to put forth your evidence, right? Mm-hmm. Ain't that how it works? But in the yeah. meantime, you shut down. They did the same thing to churches. You had several ministers that say we are not, the Constitution says we have a right to keep our churches open whether the government says so or not. And they were absolutely right. But guess what happened? They dragged some of them preachers to jail and shut their church and told their worshipers, you are not allowed to worship here, while they no. were telling Antifa and Black Lives Matter that they can go out in the street and raise hell and march and don't worry about no mask because we ain't going to let the virus get you. And now, as soon as the information begins to come out and the court cases begin to come up, the preachers win. And right. now the government has to pay them for violating what? Their constitutional rights. Right. right. The same with the businesses that closed. They were shutting down the, the people's businesses, uh, the hairdressers and barbershops and all this. One guy had a, 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 a health spa, a gym, and they shut down his gym in New York. He went there and opened right back up. And it went back and forth a couple of times until he realized that he can't win with that. So what did he do? He ended up having to go to court. And, of course, he won because they have no authority to do what they did. And that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But that takes time. You can't fight them at that moment. They're going to lock their business like they locked them churches and lock them businesses. They locked them up. Now, you can go back in and try to unlock them, and that's just going to basically burden whatever it is that you're doing. If you got a legal business and you uh, open up after they told you to lock down uh, under unconstitutional measures, you still got to go to court to win. Because if you open back up, they're going to lock you down again, and they'll come with fines and all this kind of stuff. I'm not saying it's right. What I'm saying is that's the procedure that you're going to go through regardless. You will win your case like all of these people that's been locked up for protesting on January the 6th. Them people in prison. You know what the overwhelming majority, over 90-some percent of them people are charged with there? What's that? Trespassing. <laughs> Do you know what they're doing to people that they got charged with trespassing? What are they doing? They put a lot of them in solitary confinement. I thought you could kill. I thought you could kill a person if he trespassed. That used to be the case. We saw the situation. What was it in Kentucky, where Black Lives Matter went on private property, and the the husband and the wife thought that their house was under threat because these idiots were threatening them. Remember that case? 
So they yeah. went and got the yeah. gun, and they gonna try to lock them up for protecting their property. Remember that? Mm-hmm. This husband. So they they took the lock off the gate and opened the gate and went on these people's property and started threatening them. And the only reason they did that was because of the criminal control of the politicians over the damn police. Okay? When these people don't know what the hell these folks are getting ready to do, Put again. All anybody got to do is put yourself in that situation. You got a couple of hundred white people come up on your property and start threatening you. What would you do? This ain't difficult to figure out. But the important point is now all the information is coming out about all the lies that the government told about coronavirus. They're getting ready to indict Fauci. Why? Because now all the evidence is coming out that they lied on top of lie on top of lie because they were basically fulfilling a world government agenda. But go back to 2020 Because I remember driving down the street In the hood Early in the afternoon And there was nobody on the street It was like a ghost town And damn near all the businesses were closed because the government I, told the people to close your business. And, and and I remember going in the suburbs, you're right, in the in the hood here, it was the same thing. I went out in the suburbs, people sitting on their lines, the business, went, they, they had opened up outside. They had tables and chairs outside and was serving you people. You know what there? You know why that was the case? Why? Because these gangster mayors, right, mm-hmm. get, couldn't exert their authority over them suburbs, them suburbs who have their own mayors. And they decided not to enforce those laws. And in a lot of cases, the governors of those states were extremely angry. These small suburban mayors, they happened in Illinois. They refused to do that. Right, and they stood, they they pushed back where the inner city just went right on along with what the what the uh, corporation said. Well, a lot that of the people true. in the suburbs they researched the law. They know that the, that wasn't no law that they was giving them, so they pushed back. There, this was unprecedented because here's what the governor could have did: the governors could have shut those suburbs down. The governors chose not to because that ain't going to look good on their resume when everything is over. That's why they didn't go after them suburbs. 
because they couldn't afford that fight. But they could have called out the National Guard and shut them down. But the, like you say, they did. Yeah, right. it would have been unlawful. Yeah. But everything they did was unlawful. That's the point. They had no authority to do it to begin with. But the, people, but the people that pushed back in the suburb didn't just go along with it. They pushed back. It was a lot. Not, no, not everybody, but it was a lot. Nope. Because I, Bev, I live in Illinois. And yeah. I frequent suburbs, so I'm here to tell you, a lot of the suburbs shut down, too. Yeah, I they listen, did. I listen to talk radio. Yeah, I listen to talk radio. That's because the cities are controlled by these communists. <laughs> That's why. They're all on the same page, pushing the same playbook. Okay? I've listened to business owners from the suburbs who were mad as hell mm-hmm. and said that they were going to fight what the governor in Illinois was doing. And they yeah. did. Yeah. Okay. Some churches did the same thing. Yeah. And some of the ministers got arrested. Okay. In the suburbs. But eventually they won their case. Why? Because they had the law, the evidence, the Constitution on their side. Exactly. But that takes time. Just like all them people from January the 6th who are being held in solitary confinement for trespassing, they're going to win their cases in the Supreme Court because they have no authority to charge these people with what they charged them with when the evidence don't back it up. That's why the politicians don't want the evidence to come out. They don't want people to see the film footage. The FBI don't want the people to know how many undercover FBI agents and other uh, uh so-called national security personnel was actually facilitating fomenting the violence. They got video from police cameras where the police is telling people to go into the Capitol. None of that was even shown when they had the hearings when the Democrats were in control. They hid it all. It's so toxic that they fired Tucker Carlson. They went and told the Senate to shut him down. The the head of the Senate, Chuck Schumer, they said shut down Tucker Carlson on Fox because he basically is exposing the fallacy of the so-called insurrection of January the 6th. And what did they do? Fired his ass. But they haven't silenced him. I, I didn't say that, Bear. So he's still getting put, the message across. Bear, probably more now than before. But he the is. circumstances have changed because 
the information that's coming out has changed. Okay, that wasn't the first show that Tucker Carlson did on January the 6th. He's talked about January the 6th long before that, and Ray Epps. Look there, because the information is now getting out that was being censored. See, what we were seeing there comes from networks that weren't censored. So we were able to get the information here, Truth to Power, that ABC, CBS, NBC, CNN, they ain't showing none of it. So what happens? All of a sudden now, two years after people talking about Ray Epps, right, they finally arrest this dude. Why did they arrest him? Because now the evidence has started to come out. You see the difference? Yeah, I, see. I know what you're saying. Now it ain't just our opinions. Here's a dude that got all over the place telling people to go into the Capitol. He leading the charge. He brags to his relatives on the phone about leading the charge. They bring him before the House, and they pat him on the back because he's working for the Democratic Party, and it's obvious. And they let him go until now. When other evidence comes out that he can't get away from, you see, that makes all the difference in the world. But what's the common thread with all of this? 9-11, coronavirus, it took time, time. You see, we're not arguing whether... What these people are doing is correct. We know it's incorrect. We know they don't have no authority to shut down people. And the people that chose not to shut down and incurred bodily harm and economic harm won their cases, which meant that you and I had to pay for the city, the state, the county abusing their constitutional rights. That's what happened. But all of that took time because now the evidence got to be put on the table. And these people don't have no evidence. One of the last states to remove all these damn mandates was Michigan. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, I don't live in Michigan. But if I lived in Michigan, man, I'd be doing everything within my power to get that wicked witch out of office if it meant having a recall. I would circulate the petitions on one leg if I had to, to get her ass out of there. She had Detroit. Running around boating, having parties on boats. You correct me if I'm wrong, Bill. Mm, you're right. We had a governor here, and they put his stinky ass right back in office. Who, while he was telling everybody to fuck her down. They cheat a little bit, too. 
Well, of course they're going to cheat. That's what they do. But the sentiment ought to be so overwhelming that there's no way in hell to cheat. The only way they're able to cheat is they got accomplices all over the damn place that's helping them cheat. Oh, yeah, they do have that. So it ain't just them, and that's what I mean. The people got to get rid of all these people. I don't give a damn what their color is. It's becoming irrelevant. It's only relevant because they're using it as part of their strategy. It's like racism has replaced anti-Semitism because the people that want to call you an anti-Semite to push you back now tell the black people to scream racism. So everything is racist because they run in the show. That's why I can't, I can't tell the people how important understanding the ADL and its history and what its mission really is. I can't tell you how important that is. I cannot tell you how important that is. That's why, Bev, I love you so much because you give me the program to let me read all of this boring material. But we wouldn't know if you didn't. I know. But if you didn't let me, we still wouldn't know. Because when I go to the forums, I can't read in depth like this. Okay? I have to give people a synopsis. Okay? A thumbnail. I can't get, and I hate that, really. Okay? But, so this program helps me dissect all of the data, all of the research, so people can hear it for themselves. And then you can see how dangerous these people really are. Because I can't tell you, nor would I expect you, unless you've been around me for a long time, to believe all of the stuff that I'm talking about in terms of the system of white supremacy in blackface, unless I showed you. And, and if you hadn't, and if you hadn't have been showing us, you know, it's been sitting there in our face all the time. Just like I looked at it today. I've been, I mean, I know these people not right, but when I looked at it, they were so crystal clear because we've been talking about this for weeks, and That's it's just right. like they out in the front, they sticking out like a sore thumb now. That's right. So how is that uh, attorney general who's Jewish, I think her name is Nessa, uh-huh. there in Michigan, look at how evil she looks. Oh, yeah, her and the governor. Man, again, that's, that's spirit. <laughs> and she, it's no coincidence that she's Jewish. And I got to say it again. She's really not Jewish. She belongs to the synagogue of Satan. We've been warned. Yeah. We have been warned. So now we see that synagogue of Satan basically exposing itself. That's what it's doing. There. They got rid of Adam Schiff, right? 
Expose mm-hmm. him for the just habitual liar that he is. So you know what they did? Let me show you how this works, family. They went and got another Old Testament Satanist called Jamie Raskin. Okay? Because if you notice, Schiff can't be trusted no more, so they can't trot him out here the way they did before. Right. And Eric Swalwell was sleeping with a Russian spy. I'm sorry, a Chinese spy, Ying Ying. Mm-hmm. Those were the two main people when Orange Man was in office that was raising hell. Both are my Old Testament. Yeah, Jamie so Raskin. Spoken. He looked like Jamie old Raskin. Yeah. So now that both of them have gotten exposed, they didn't go and get no chocolate uh, guy or girl or no Hispanic. They went to their chain of command and got Jamie Raskin, who's every bit of a habitual liar and shift and uh, Swalwell was. Mm-hmm. Okay? So now you'll see Jamie Raskin, who's the ranking Democrat in the House, Lying through his teeth about everything that comes up. He going to be exposed to. Of course he is. But you're able to see that there's a pattern of the people who are really behind the disinformation, just like there's a pattern with PayPal and the ADL. It's all the same stuff because it's all the same people. ADL is working directly with PayPal censoring people, and they're working directly with social media censoring people, along with the FBI. But as we have exposed, the ADL has been working with the FBI since the 1940s. Now they have far more power and control over the FBI than they ever had. Because they got far more power and control over the money and the institutions than they ever had. So they went and shut down all them loudmouth women who were Democrats running around raising hell. The bald-headed one, right? Uh... Ilhan Omar, remember her? What happened to her? Mm, she quiet. Super quiet. In AOC, everything that comes out of her mouth is irrelevant. Means absolutely nothing. What and the term? other one, the last time we saw her, babe, you'll love this one. The uh-huh. last time we saw her, Muslim men were screaming at her in the session saying, you are not going to have this stuff taught to our children in the school system in mm-hmm. Michigan. Her name is Rashida Tlaib, right? Mm-hmm. 
what's what's the deal with this bandana with this guy? Is that his style or something? Uh, it's the it's the it's one of the most silliest thing I ever seen. I'll be I'll be willing to bet he got some kind of skin condition that he's trying to hide. Okay, mm-hmm. he having some uh, surgery, some kind of half surgery or something. So he's wearing that bandana. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. But look, pull up this dude saying anything, and it's gonna make you scratch your head. Mm-hmm. He, like he, Adam, he like that. He like the black guy we was talking about earlier. Hank Hank one? Johnson. Hank Johnson. Yes. No, no, bear, no. They're smart, though. See, Mm -hmm. I've seen nothing that indicates that Hank Johnson has two or three working brain cells. Okay, okay. But these guys are very, very cunning. They're cunning. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, they're very, very cunning because they be grinning in your face while they lie. Okay? Mm -hmm. They look like the fox. The fox always got that grin on his face. And you think, oh, this is a nice, lovable, hairy dog. Mm-hmm. Until you get them fangs in you. I, and I want to uh, let the family know we had 10 minutes, and we go going wow. to the food. And the number is 323-642-1586. If you have a question or a comment, push the number one. Uh, and uh, Dr. Robert X do have a GoFundMe page, and you can see it on the Truth to Power page. And please send a donation because we will be sitting up here, a lot of us, not all of us, like some rocks just sitting there if he wasn't giving us this information and pointing okay, things I'm out. I'm going to get one article in here tonight. I got to get one in Go ahead. Okay, this is, uh, we've been talking about the ADL and PayPal and the whole censorship thing, all right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there is a censorship industrial complex. This censoring is not being done haphazardly. Early on, about five years ago, when they first began to do the mass censorship, they took down 30, 40, 50,000 people offline. All at once. 50,000 just in this country because they considered those people to be influential on other people. So they took them down. They didn't know what hit them. Okay? The key thing is we're talking about a system here. I've always talked about systems and the necessity to render systems impotent, for the most part, overall, it's going to take other systems to neutralize those systems. So when I talk about corporations, we're talking about a systemic approach to be able to properly do battle against corporations that are taking control of the country. You see? And as an individual... You may have some success, perhaps, in doing battle with the system, okay? But overall, you're going to lose 
because they have too many ways to be able to fight against you. So I've always said to do battle against systems, you must take a systemic approach, period. So we've looked at the the enemy, the opposition, and we try to come up with ways and methods to be able to properly do battle with them. The citizenship industrial complex is just another part of that. Okay? And I'll tell the family again, I don't think it's no coincidence that for decades Steve Coakley's handle was live and uncensored. Whenever you see a flyer where Steve Coakley was going to be speaking, he always put on them flyers live and uncensored. And the reason that he did that, long before any of this, I'm talking decades ago, was because he was being censored even back then. I was being censored but I didn't have the knowledge that he had. So it never dawned on me that when I would call into the radio program, the Negroes were geared up to attack me, some of whom were new hosts. A new host would come on the radio station, and I had never said anything to these people. And they would basically focus on me automatically. which forced me to make them look like fools. It wasn't because I wanted to. It was because they limited my options in terms of how I could deal with them. So we merely made them look like fools. Now it's much more dangerous because they're not just censoring you. They're doing what they call unpersoning you. That's That's meaning... Limiting your options to make a living, right? Limiting your options to do banking, and not just you, your whole family. They come at your whole family. So this is from Zero Head. The censorship industrial complex, the organizations to know. The censorship industrial complex, top 50 organizations to know. Now, let me tell you what's interesting about this. There's this guy that was given access to the, to the Twitter files who used to write for Rolling Stone and that kind of thing, right? So you know he establishment. Because now Rolling Stone has really exposed itself as just a part of the clique, one of many. His name is Matt Taibbi. He was one of the guys, because he was a staunch Democrat, that Elon Musk picked to take a look at the Twitter files. Okay? Because did you listen to him before that? Man, listen. I couldn't listen to him. Everything you hear on MSNBC and CNN, you hear coming out of Matt Taibbi's mouth. Until he was given the Twitter files, 
and he began to see the absolute criminal behavior that was going on with Twitter. And once he saw it and reported on it, because he wasn't the only Democrat, his colleague was a Democrat as well, and these are super liberals. Okay? Here's what happened. He wrote about and gave the documented evidence about what he found in the level of criminal behavior that existed at Twitter but extended to other social media outlets, up to and including whole pedophile networks being run on Twitter. Elon Musk comes in there and cleans it up and admitted that there were pedophile networks on there. Since that time, Instagram, we just dealt with this a couple of weeks ago, Ben, has gotten busted running pedophile networks right down Instagram with good old Zuckerberg. Uh, Instagram? Yes, and he refused to remove it. Hmm. We just dealt with that a couple of weeks ago. Okay? And guess what happened to Matt Taibbi, super liberal Democrat? They canceled him. Mm-hmm. Now they hate him. Why do they hate him? Because he told the truth. Based on what? Evidence. Not his opinion. Evidence. So now they hate his gut. You see, you're all good as long as you sing in the lie song. And you following what they say. But when you go and take a look for yourself and you find out that everything they're telling you is a lie, now you become the enemy if you speak about it. So he's, he's part of the writers on this article. Here's what they say. On January 17, 1960, outgoing president and former Supreme Allied Commander Dwight Eisenhower gave one of the most consequential speeches in American history. Eisenhower, for eight years, had been a popular president whose appeal drew upon a reputation as a person of great personal fortitude who guided the United States to victory in an existential fight for survival in World War II. Nonetheless, as he prepared to vacate the Oval Office for handsome young John Kennedy, He warned the country it was now at the mercy, powerful, evil, he could not overcome. Until World War II, America had no permanent permanent arms manufacturing industry. Now it did. And this new sector was building up around itself a cultural, financial, and political support system accruing enormous power. This, quote, conjunction of an immense military establishment and a large arms industry is new in the American experience, he said, unquote. This was the direst of warnings, but the address has has tended to be ignored. After 60-plus years, 
most of America, including most of the American left, which traditionally focused the most on this issue, has lost its fear that our arms industry might conquer democracy from within. Now, however, we've unfortunately found cause to reconsider Eisenhower's warning. While the civilian population only in recent years began haggling over deep platforming uh, incidents involving figures like Alice Jones and Milo uh, Yiannopoulos, government agencies that already long been advancing a new theory of international conflict in which the informational landscape is more importantly understood as a battleground than a form for exchanging ideas. In this view, family ads, junk news, and the sharing of work from disinformation agents like Jones aren't inevitable features of a free internet, but sorties, bombs, in a new form of conflict called hybrid warfare. Now, let me, let me say this before I go off. He mentioned John F. Kennedy, right? So this is Matt Taibbi in his flowery language, right? And how John F. Kennedy was so handsome and he had uh, big hair, right? Because, you know, the white people love the hair. How many times have we sat here, Bear, in order to increase the family's understanding of white people in their hair. How many times have we talked about orange man's hair? Right. And the fact that it never moves. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, John F. Kennedy and the hair thing. See, I remember Burl Cream. Y'all know a little dab will do it. Mm-hmm. And all the actors from Clint Eastwood. Well, what was Clint Eastwood's first claim to fame? It was the hair on Rawhide with him as Rowdy Yates, right? Mm-hmm. It was his hair. And there was a TV series, 77 Sunset Strip. <laughs> the hair boy named Cookie. Cookie, loan me your comb. Y'all can pull all these old series up. You can see what I'm talking about. And what was the attraction with Cookie? It was the hair. And you can look throughout the 50s with the white people going up to the 60s. It was the hair. And then came the Beatles, right? Early 60s. Well, what was the thing that attracted the little white girls to the Beatles first and foremost? It wasn't their music and the songs. Because the songs were very mediocre. Matter of fact, they used one of the Isaac Brothers songs, Twist and Shout. That was they really their first hit. Black people's music. The thing that attracted everybody was they knew half. And I remember the white people running out to get the Beatle haircut. And that spawned a whole new group of white people like the Beach Boys. They had the same hair. And the monkeys. 
They had the same hair. And then came the hippies, and they decided to grow the hair even longer. So now the super long hair comes in the boat, but we're still talking about the hair. Right? And you can go and look throughout the 1950s and 60s, and damn near all the TV programs, the white boys got the hair. So what did black people do? To identify ourselves. Go ahead, Bill. We leave in the process because we're trying to get the hair too, right? Mm-hmm. So in the 50s and 60s, what we got? We got what's called the process. Right, the conk. <laughs> that is correct. But then as we become conscious, what happens? We change we our hair, that. don't we? We went to we the net. Hmm? Say that again? I say they went to the natural. Bingo. We went to the natural. Well, what did the natural mean? It meant that we were expressing ourselves in our own way by becoming proud of our hair. Didn't it? So out went the process and in come our hair. You see? The dance. No. Here come the, the white people. Go mm-hmm. ahead, man. Then we went to the braids. Yes, but that was still our hair. As a matter of fact, yeah. you would wear the braids to make your natural stand out, particularly if you're in the ghetto, because you ain't got money to buy the Afro sheen and the other stuff to make that hair stand up for a long period of time like that. Because some of us, as soon as we sweat, that Afro shrunk. Uh, mm-hmm. A foot and a half. <laughs> yeah, right? Girl, back up. <laughs> but that's the real deal. We even, they created a, what's called a blowout comb for you to get that hair super hot so it'll stand up. Right? That was our hair, but that was our expressing ourselves, right? And then what they do? Man, they came with every trick in the book to get rid of us and our hair. And the next thing you know, all the women was getting what they call what? Tell them, Bill. The perm. Bingo. And that means burning your own hair. And the color. That is correct. And what happened with the black men? What happened with us? Y'all, didn't y'all go bald then? Everybody start wearing the bald look. No, no, no. No? We went to the scary curl, which ain't oh, nothing but a mixed yeah. turn. Yeah, the Jerry curl, yeah. You see? So they attacked us where who we were was manifesting, and that was in our hat. Didn't Samson tell you that? Uh, of course. <laughs> now the science tells us mm-hmm. that your hair is like an antenna. Yeah. That's why in every important hole on your body, hair is all around it. Yeah. Ain't it? Yeah. Your ears, your eyes, your nose, your mouth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
because that's where you get your electric signals from the atmosphere. It'll let you know when something is wrong. Mm -hmm. Okay? So now, that don't uh, 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 separate you or alleviate you in terms of your behavior. It's just to show you that we've gone from the symbolic nature of the hair to the science of the hair in the power that it does have. Okay? But in between the symbol and the science, we've been under attack in terms of our hair. And you can literally see it if you step back from it and take a look. Because I can't tell you because those times are gone. But I can't tell you how proud black people were when people like James Brown, who had the straight hair, the process, all of a sudden now he got this big old foe sitting on his shoulders. I can't tell you how proud we were when people like Cicely Tyson wore her fro to get awards. You would have to have lived in that era to understand what we had just left in terms of the process in the straightening cone. I almost forgot about that one. Here's a damn sit on the oven like it was something that was you cooking something to eat. You sit well, you the damn are. thing on the oven and then you burn up your your, your girl's hair. That's why I get ready to say you was cooking that hair because when you put that grease on it, it was just like you was cooking chicken. It was popping. (laughs) (laughs) But, Bev, we were in growing stages, and that's the point to all of this. And as our growth began to accelerate, the attack on us accelerated too. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because by the 80s, they was all permed out. All the women were permed out. But the then, hair started breaking off and all this kind of stuff. Go ahead, Beth. And, but you also had some women that stood up to corporate. Remember when corporate did not want them to wear their braids to work? Oh, yes. Yes. As a matter of fact, the word that they used was bizarre. Hmm. Called it bizarre. Let me tell you an interesting story, and I'm not gonna read no more of this because it's, it's we're gonna let the family come on in. I was in the military at the time, and the brothers were wearing braids because the white boys, you know, they difficult the braids they had. So to keep from cutting our hair, right? Because you had specifications that you you could only have your hair out from under your hat a certain length. So the brothers got smart. The brothers would braid their hair. Okay? Mm-hmm. And then, once you got off duty, you let that fro out. And man, the white people got mad at that. I was in Sacramento, California at the time. No, I was in Denver, Colorado at the time. And they came down with a directive that uh, black Soldiers could no longer wear braids. They should have never done that. Let me tell you what happened. This never happens in the military. All the brothers walked off their jobs. 
Did you hear me? That don't happen in the military. Because they basically went against the military regulations. There was no regulations against wearing braids in your hair. Because the women wore their hair and braids. You see? But it was showing unity among the black soldiers. They didn't have that. I've never experienced unity the way I experienced it with blacks in the military. Nowhere else. I can't speak to today because I don't know what it's like in there today. But I can speak back then. All right? They had to rescind the order because there was nothing in the regulations that said that we couldn't wear our hair braided. It merely said your hair could only stick out a certain length from under your your headgear. We made them change it, family. That don't happen, particularly in the military, back then in those very militant times. But they quickly understood what they had on their hands because there was no regulation against it. That was aimed directly at us. And we weren't having it. So I only say that to show you how for every step we take forward, okay, the system of white supremacy is always monitoring us, stint basis. And that's why we did the little uh, vignette earlier about Let Us See Song. It's going to be all right. Because I want the family to understand that you're dealing with a predator. His nature is predatory. And he won't stop his predatory predilections until he has taken over the whole world, if you allow it. So as I begin the conversation, I expect black men and black women to have problems with each other because the system is set up to do just that. But the key word you said is if we allow it. Yes. Yes. Well, the answer has always been nonviolent, non-participation. That goes for everybody across the board, no matter what your color or your culture. You're not going to outkill these people. You can think you big and you bad, but you got to understand We're dealing with something that has been mass killing for 6,000 years. They love it. They love it. And they'll have you killing each other in their name. But they haven't destroyed us in 6,000 years either. No, that's true. But we've never confronted what we are confronting now. And I don't want to get to the point where I have to uh, sit in the wheelchair and tell everybody I tried to tell you. I don't want to get to that point. All I'm giving you is glimpses of what they're talking about doing. But if you think that the first so-called global lockdown, if you think that that's over, you're not paying attention. They're already talking about doing it again. It's just a matter of sneaking the World Health Organization out of the United Nations and their policies 
back up under the tent. That's all it takes. And man, they're working overtime trying to do it. You say they got to take it uh, and put it where now? I said they never stopped working trying to get the World Health Organization back in the same position that they had in 1990, uh, 1990, in 2019, mm-hmm. when they shut down the whole world, oh, or much oh. of it, the lockdown. Mm-hmm. They've mm-hmm. done. They're going to try another lockdown. This is why they're trying to make the World Health Organization the authority to declare a national emergency. You know, like gun violence being a national emergency. Therefore, we need to declare a national a national health emergency because that's how they're coming. I said this 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to take people's guns because it's, for, it's contributing to poor health of the so-called downtrodden and the black community. They love you to death, family. That's what that the World Health Organization is about. That's what the little white girl was warning you about yesterday when she was telling you that she ready to fight. Y'all brought the fight? Well, we're going to fight you every step of the way. That's what she was talking about. And that's what it's about. It, yeah, because it's easier for them to push that in the European countries because they don't have the Constitution. Okay? But they got three-quarters of the Republicans and all of the Democrats. So if that thing comes up before the House and the Senate, it's a done deal. All right. Well, let me let the family in. Yes. Uh, okay. Let's go to Wes. Oh, yeah. I'm the first responder, man. I thought uh, somebody else. Yeah, your hand man. popped up first. <laughs> oh, right on. I, I sent you a text, Sister Bell. Yeah, I, I saw that I re- just saw it. I saw it. Yeah, the rescue dude got brain cancer. But look at him, <laughs> bro. Uh, oh, first I'm going to start with my heart, man. Okay. See? They tricked y'all fuckers by some goddamn feather, by this damn feather in your heart and shit. The real my heart is what, Sister Bill? It's when mm-hmm. your heart and your head is in sync. Okay, most of us, like my friends say, is out of fucking order. Okay, we, I, even me. Okay, I'm like you, Robert. This is my heart. Okay, and we is our uh, empath. But mm-hmm. I got to get in sync with my head. When your heart and your head is see, electromagnetic. You wanna, yeah, you want to do something, but your your heart say, "I got to do this, do that, do that." But when your brain is not in sync to get it done, okay. That's why I like uh, my friend out there in California. Her shit is in sync, okay. When her heart, she got a good ass heart, but then some kind of way, when, when her heart get clicked in, her head tell her how to do shit, man. So a lot of us is out of fucking order. Like me, I'm out of order too. I'm fucked up too. Okay? Well, you know, brother, and then, it's interesting that you that? put it that way because both the heart and the head, we actually have two hearts. Yeah. Right? One is in the heart yeah. and there's another one comparable to it in the head. Right. That's too sick. Sick of the faces. All right? Yeah. So that's why, that's why we go on and see. 
Number two is, okay, that's just, I studied Sun Tzu, the art of war. Yeah. Okay. So what's the first law of Sun Tzu? You don't know. Man, you I go back to The first law of Sun Tzu is you always got to defeat the enemy within. Okay, yourself. Yeah. Okay. And the second law is one of our freaking problems. Okay, about worry about what the quiet man doing, all this old bullshit. The second law I had learned from my granddaddy. You get that, and that word leverage. You take yeah. what the enemy gives you and use it to your benefit and your advantage. Know your okay, enemy no better what, than he know himself. There you go. That's the third law. Okay? So that's, that, once you get that set, that second law down, man, they can't got shit on us because I use leverage, man. And I'm, I've got to get my heart and sink, though. I mean, my head. Okay, yeah. even when I was younger fighting the police, when I was hailing two of them fuckers, what I used leverage. They couldn't figure out how I was using their own shit against their ass. Okay, mm-hmm. once we learn that shit, the second, that, that, that second law, bro, that non-participation, that's good too, nah, but, but when it comes to you, you want to advance yourself? That's why I'm, I'm getting sick with my head. I'm going to another group uh, 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 that once I get kicked in with them, they, they just show uh, we going to, I'm going to learn how to use their real law. Again, what's that law? What Kwame say? That money shit. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you, that, that's just, that's just law. They got that. They doing it so crazy that banking system against us. So I'm, I'm I got to get in sync. So I could use they law of money, they law of energy, they law of current against they ass for my benefit. Okay? That's why yeah. I'm in the present. It's still learning, man. I'm still learning. So that's why I, I, I when I say what I'm the smartest one in the circle, I got to uh, get another circle so I can yeah. get in seat. But my buddy in California, she's sharp, man. I got to get to her. She is, it's only a couple of people uh, that's doing shit for the black community. There's some people down here in Atlanta. Speaking of Atlanta, man. These Negroes is stupid as shit, man. I heard uh, on every station, y'all station, Chicago, Atlanta station, Philadelphia station. Them dumbass fools is Trump and brainwashed going against Trump, saying shit against Trump without no information. I heard a nigga say today, man, oh, the reason I don't like Trump because he's going against the alphabet uh, 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 government. FBI. <laughs> I said, what the fuck, man? You need to run from him. Nigga. You know, I listen more than I talk, Bill. I, I, most time, I let these fools pimp flap their own stuff with their words. So I say, the last president that went up against the alphabet group, what the fuck happened to him? He got two to the dome. Well, this woman yep. was crawling across the car to get his brain tail back. And that was killing him. So if Trump yep. want to take a fucking sledgehammer and bust this fucking government down, hey, that's good, bro. I'm okay? giving you a hammer to help it. Yes, sir. I'm like, well, man, what's his name? Uh, 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 Paul Mooney? What'd he say? When God break no earthquake and get his ass, get there, he's going to take a hammer and help God. I saw him in the ground with a hammer. Did Paul <laughs> Mooney say that? It's like, it's like when I hear people reminisce about John Kennedy and the Kennedy family mm-hmm. and how they were supposed to be so much this and so much that. And I uh-huh. had to tell the thing is Yeah, yep. look. They, they named the Kennedy administration Camelot. Yeah. Right? 
And I said, mm-hmm. you know what? That's not the accurate description of the Kennedy. Going all the way back to the old man who was a Nazi sympathizer and a bootlegger running the Irish Mafia. Okay? Uh-huh. Joseph Kennedy, so-called yeah. ambassador. Anyway, yeah. I said the Kennedys were just another nasty family. Including Put the toilet paper down, man. I can't hardly hear you now. I said uh, the Kennedys was just another nasty family. Okay? Yeah. And I said, let me show you. I said, the same women that were sleeping with Sam G. and Connor and other monsters. Yep. The yep. Kennedys, both of the brothers, Robert and John, were sleeping with the same yep. women. So I yep. said, instead of calling that era Camelot, they should have yep. named it Camelot. Yeah. And, and also, you, so you go, I go back to the original name. What's the original name in England? What was the original name? You know? Ah, uh, man, you got What's me on that one, Brother West. The original name is the Cavendish, man. The Cavendish. Look it up. Cavendish. Right, right, right. Okay. I remember. Yes. Okay, that was the original name, Cavendish, man. Yeah. Uh, what's what's the name? Speaking of Kamala, man, she slipped up the other day and said the best way for climate control is, is population. Take people out. Kamala said that shit, man. Yeah. I'm yeah, glad he found it. But like so many things you say, man. Brother West. I just overlook yep. it because most of what she says makes no sense to begin with. It, it, it's crazy, man. This shit is it's freaking crazy. All, but we got it, man. So, uh, like I said, like my buddy say, got to get to get in order. I got to get to her. Huh? She in order, man. She in order because when she say shit, go out to shit, she get it done, man. She ain't waiting for nobody to do shit. Well, I tell you, Brother West, as I understand it, she ain't happy about them basically coming to her right now, telling her that she needs to step down. She got to go because they're getting ready to get oh, rid of, about of uh, uh, the, the corpse, too. Oh, yeah, you talking about Kamala. I'm talking about uh, my buddy got that newspaper out there. She in order, man. So, oh, she she had order she to go the school board, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's sharp, man. I got to get in order. She won, she won woman in order, and, and uh, uh, a lot of us out of order. Especially me and Did women. She win? And look at this shit. Oh, she's, her election ain't till uh, like next year sometime. She's just getting all oh. the paperwork and getting the shit. But, uh, uh, yeah, but look at the dumb shit these folk doing now, man. Putting that damn blonde shit in their damn head, man. Okay? That, that's the dumbest shit I ever seen. They always, like you say, they want to be like the white folks being like us, man. And back to that yep. straightness shit, they were straight, straight in their hair back in the 20s. That's how Madam C.J. Walker came out, man. That they is been correct. They damn have. They've been straight in the house. I think Madam C.J. Walker, she had an office down here in Atlanta, man. They made it to a museum down there, man. Yep. But uh, uh it, it, took it, a move, we got, it took a consciousness move to make us get up off of there, Brother West. By the 60s, yes, you couldn't be seen nowhere with no damn process yep. in your head. That's right. And the only last nigga in, the, in America doing that shit is Charlatan, man. Yep. What the fuck? Who want to follow a nigga with a truck like that on top of his head, man? <laughs> what the hell, man? What the fuck is that Look, about, man? Al, Al Charlton didn't get the memo. He is a Negro that's been running around with a pumper dude for the last 30-some years. Yeah, 40 man. Years. And, and, and Joe, 
Joe Brown to tell you, he said, uh, uh, shout to a James Brown fuck boy, man. That is correct. <laughs> so he was tearing that fat ass up, man. When he was, was like he quit with Turkey. <laughs> when he was on slow train, he was straight up fraud. <laughs> oh, yeah, speaking of half, that's why Miss Kim about damn near 90 years old. Because she always wear natural hair, Sister Bell. Mm-hmm. Okay? You go back and look at the pictures of Miss Kim in her prime. Okay? Mm-hmm. She was singing. She always had natural hair. And that's what she upon with us now. She's sharp as yep. hell, man. To be her age, to be her age, man. She's sharp, man. She is no joke, man. And people like that I learn from, man. I learn from people like that. My elders, they're sharp. And yeah. I learn from them, man. But these young folks now, and you can't tell, they they so goddamn emotional anything, man. It's a damn shame, man. See, I didn't like, well, my, like, my pod, like my buddy say, they fucking out of order, man. <laughs> well, you know what, Brother West? It's interesting that you put it like that because... In that analysis that we just did on the hair, you can take uh-huh. a look at the hair from uh-huh. going back to the 50s and the 60s or whatever, and you yep. can generally determine what our state of mind is, where our level of consciousness yep. is based on yep. the hair. Yes, sir. Let me let look at all these stars. Go ahead. Let me let Chuck Moss in because he, he didn't get in last night. Chuck Moss. He fell asleep, man. He got it out. I certainly did, man. What's up? What's up? What's up? Nah, man. I worked, I worked overtime yesterday, man. I, oh. so I, I was knocked out, man. I, I'm sorry. I tried. I, I was fighting it. <laughs> but, um, That's all right, man. man. We got you tonight. I had these little midgets. They were swinging on my eyelids, and I, I couldn't hold them up any longer, man. So... <laughs> Understood. Listen, man, tonight in New York, man, EMT picks up a patient, is treating them in the ambulance as the ambulance is in motion, uh, and the person pulls out a knife and starts stabbing up the EMT while she's trying to treat them. I ain't never seen nothing like this before, man. Wow. Yeah, man. Shoot. Crazy. Oh, he probably got the jab. Well, man, uh, he probably was crazy. It's a bunch of those people running around New York. Uh, I think he leads the country and crazy. You the know, country, but, man, not just New York, man. Yeah, but I said, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, whole country, Fred. You right. You right. Did you see this girl, man? She pulled the Jesse Smollett. That's what I see. Y'all see, family? Now, he didn't hear the program last night. What did we say, man? Well, yeah, but they've been talking about it on the Internet today, too. They've been calling it to Jesse Moat, too. Yeah, yeah, I sent y'all all, all, all the, pro, the police thing and everything. I sent y'all what the police said, man. Yeah. She wanted yeah, attention that you were making a Tyler Perry move or something, man. What the fuck? What did you want attention? Out of order. Why did she do that? Go ahead, uh, Tut. She wanted attention, oh. bro. I knew I knew from the start. She, they said on the freeway. I'm like, on the freeway? First thing is, ain't nobody walking across the freeway. Okay, it, it ain't happening. 
second thing baby. is you pulled over you pulled over on the freeway and tried to help somebody? Mm-hmm. A baby. Going, you know, so yeah, I'm thinking maybe it was a little white baby or something. I don't know, you know. Maybe I said it was that baby, baby that Jamie Chappelle encountered when she, he was trying to get a bag of weed at 2 o'clock in the morning, and there was a little baby standing out on the corner, and he rolled down his window part of the way because he understood he was in the hood, and he hollered at the baby, what you doing out here? He said he was out there selling weed. I yeah, sent y'all yeah. the phone records, man. Hey, I sent y'all the phone records, man. You know, yeah, she up her phone, and the police went through her phone, man. Yeah, so she did all this because her boyfriend, her boyfriend was cheating on her, and she wanted to make him jealous or, or, or you know, guilt, feel guilty about, you know, whatever he was doing or cheating on her. So she staged this whole event to get that type of sympathy, you know what I'm saying? Went went to Tennessee or something for a few days, and came back home like everything is all good, man. Had searched up how to how to create an Amber Alert, all types of stuff on, and so she premeditatedly did this. So I said they need to lock her up. You know what I'm saying? Just you know, out of control, man. Did you see the um the chick who went over to Dubai? No. Black female go to Dubai, you know, um, and you know they don't play over there. And um, yeah, I saw that. And she, um, her friend, and her uh, driving, and she's the passenger. Friend gets into an accident, probably uh, was liable for damages, so they took their IDs, so right. they could. Um, make sure they'll, they'll be liable when they leave. And when she requested her ID back, the people said, um, you got to pay us, so probably the damages, to get your ID back. Y'all ain't leaving and y'all done crashed up some damn supercar. You know what I'm saying? So um, she starts yelling at the man, and uh, he called the police. A female yelled at me. So they went and locked that ass up. So she been yep. over there for three months. Now, she got some black dude, uh, Benjamin Clump, Jesse Jackson type dude, uh, Mm -hmm. community activist, and her mother over here trying to get her released. And I say, yo, these guys be the dumbest black people in the world. Because everybody knows, at this point, y'all need to get some white people involved, okay? (laughs) Immediately, man. Y'all ain't getting nowhere with no damn Jesse you know what I'm saying? You better get some you white people involved. Benjamin Crump's uh-huh. owner. <laughs> you know, listen, man. Y'all, y'all need to get some. Now, remember Dallas Austin, the, the record producer? Um, yeah. He produced a lot of TLC stuff. I think he got a kid with Chili. And um, he produced uh, Madonna and Matt, Michael Jackson. He produced a lot of stuff. And he yeah. went over there. And um, they were to a party and bought some cocaine with him. And they locked him up mm. and charged him with life in jail. But after three months of negotiating, you know, a prince, yeah. somebody got to a prince and the prince was able to get him released. And, you know, Madonna and everybody had to call, you know, and, and probably promised to go over there and do concerts and stuff. So right. this chicken got that type of pull, you know what I'm saying? You, right. And 
Yeah, so this is just out of control, man. So we don't have of respecting other people's laws and customs. We feel that because we can bounce a basketball, we can go to Russia and take our stash with us. I I really think, yo, that she had a 13-inch dildo with her. And, you know, they only allowed them up to a certain size in Russia, man. She over there trying to kill the chicks. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's okay. what I think really happened with her, man. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah, 13 is strapped yeah. on, man. But just used our number, man. <laughs> hey, yo. Um, got the, mu- the movie industry on strike. The actors from Broadway to Hollywood on strike. The writers of TVs and movies on strike. Right. And this is all being done by design. This is the human beings fighting back against the artificial intelligence. Yes. Exactly. GTP is being used by all the studios to write the scripts now. Right. Not humans. They pretty much have GTP writing the script and a human coming behind and making some tweaks here and there. And um, right. they like, wait a minute, they're taking our jobs. And um, on these new actor contracts, when you take a role, the studio makes you sign away your um, likeness and image for that role, for that character. So they, can make, they can make a facsimile of you and use it when you're not there. Yeah. Exactly. So let's just say um, I make a movie and it's a hit movie, and uh, I, I now the second they want a sequel, and I want to get paid twice as much because you know I wasn't expecting this to be a hit. Now I'm a bigger star, and they say, man, we ain't paying you more than what we paid you, you know, in the contract. So what we'll do is we don't need you to be there. We'll just yep. take your likeness and image. You know, did you see the Black Mirror episode with Salma Hayek? Okay, I saw them all. I only saw the first three. Uh, But with Salma Hayek, um, the first episode where the girl is living in her real life, and then she goes home and turns on a a version of Netflix, Streamberry, and when she turns it on, everything that just happened in her day is happening in this character. Like, I hate seeing or something like that. Right. So, um, so they got Salma Hayek playing her character on the the show. So she's like, you know, can't believe this. So she tries to sue Salma Hayek, and they said. You know, technically, you can't sue because that's not Salma Hayek. That's just the digital image. Salma Hayek got paid by Streamberry. She gave her image to play your play your role. So you can't Signed sue it over. because it's not her. Yeah. She, so she says, okay. So she figures out a way to get. So what she does in her day, because everything that she does in her day, when she goes home at night, they play it mm-hmm. on TV, but it makes her look bad. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So what she did was she ate a whole bunch of McDonald's and went to a supermarket or something, uh, pulled down her pants and just let it come all out. You know what I'm saying? It is. Wow. So Sabah Hayek is at home. 
and she's like, I can't believe I'm doing this on TV because she didn't sign off to be shitting all over the floor. So she calls <laughs> them up like, take this off. I want, I don't want my image being used anymore. He's like, oh, well, you signed a contract. That's so right. now she meets up with the real person in real life. You know what I'm saying? And they're trying to plot right. against the system. But either way, man, you could do a movie. They don't even need you. And they could have you doing things that you normally wouldn't do. So um, if you're a brother and you're, you're in, a, in, a, in a cop movie, let's just say, and in mm-hmm. uh, the, the sequel, you want more money or something, and they decide they're going to use your image, they could make you gay. You kissing yep. a man in a movie. You know, and you, you know, that's not something you would have signed off on if it was you in the movie. You would be like, I ain't doing that. You know what I'm saying? So they could do all kinds of stuff with this whole thing. So this whole um, strike is because of that. And um, hey, I'm with the actors on this one. You know, uh, they need some control over this whole situation. Or it's going to be like the music where they got Elvis singing, um, you know, golf book songs, you know. and Yeah, Michael Jackson songs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, even there was one artist, right, a rapper, paid all this money to who he thought was Kendrick Lamar to put a verse on his song. So he sends the song, to the pays the money, sends the song. They send back a verse. It's Kendrick Lamar's voice. He puts it out on the radio. And then Kendrick Lamar sues him because that wasn't Kendrick Lamar. You understand? But he, you can't tell the difference because the AI mimicked Kendrick Lamar's voice. You know, so yeah, somebody wrote that wrong. Huh? <laughs> it was Chat GPT. Exactly, man. Exactly, man. Uh, last thing I was going to say, man, the, um, this treads. Have you seen this treads thing? Um, Zuckerberg put out. Oh yeah, I heard that it's already crashing because it's censoring the people that thought because they uh, Democrats that they were going to be able to go on there and say anything, and it's already censoring their asses, and they pissed off. Oh yeah, yeah. So Zuckerberg creates this trash to undermine Twitter, right? uh, Because since Elon Musk purchased Twitter. He's added all these precautions, protocols, and procedures to make sure that everyone who posts on Twitter is a verified human and not a bot. And right. they need those damn bots. Um, right. Now, this all started over Africa. This goes way back. Facebook had a plan to put a powerful satellite that stays stationary over Africa. And um, you have thousands of drones that are solar-powered that fly around Africa all day in circles. And the sat- they act as a relay between the satellite, which is sending the Internet down, and then the, the, it hits the planes and then the, the drones, and the drone sends them down to the ground. So that right. is a relay between, right? And his plan was the corner this untapped market, this was back in 2016, mm-hmm. Africa, where they didn't have the internet all over Africa, and he's looking at this 1.5 billion people that don't have access to Facebook, Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp. So 
So he's right. trying to corner the market there. And once he puts his satellites there, he'll be able to keep other people from creating the Internet signal. So he'll be the only people, the person that can control the Internet there. So right. he builds this, he pays for this $95 million satellite. And he pays Elon Musk, SpaceX, to take the satellite to space and, you know, release it where it's supposed to be released so they can start their whole little business to control the Internet in Africa. The and rocket blew up. The rocket caught on fire. Destroyed <laughs> the satellite. Let me let this person in because we're running down on time. Uh, 323 207 323 Hotel, better love Better love Hotel, Hotel. 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 Already. Yeah, so the the satellite blew up, um, so he loses out on his one-of-a-kind $95 million satellite. His whole business plan to corner the market of Africa is over. And, of course, Elon Musk got insurance, so he don't care. Oh, it was just exactly. an accident. And he Zuckerberg's laughing. Yeah, Zuckerberg's pissed. Somebody so he, say shot, that shit got shot down, man. That shit got shot down, bro. Yeah, so this started their beef. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they do want to fight each other in a, a UFC type fight. Now they want to really have this billionaire fight, fight of the century. Yeah. And Zuckerberg could fight. I, I think he got Musk on this one. But if you remember, Zuckerberg is behind Cambridge Analytica. Right. So during the the bite on the Trump Hillary election. They were able to send information to target certain people to say they targeted all black people with propaganda. Trump's a racist. Trump's right. a racist. And all black people, the only ones that got this propaganda. You get me? So yeah. all black people feel like it's true. You can't convince them yep. otherwise. You know, what do yep. you do that's racist? They don't know. But they go, they're going to say, hey, I saw it. You saw it on Facebook. So that's Cambridge Analytica. And yeah. he wants, um, Elon Musk wants to verify everyone, take those bots away, so all the information that comes out is right and exact. It's, it's a person's right. opinion. And that's the problem, man. So this trend is going to fail because it's fake. And I'll mute myself, man. I, I agree 1,000%. Go ahead, family. Brother, say you still there? He's yes, on sir. mute. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. All right, tell, tell me, you, I know you. I know you're a young, um, you're a young brother. You, are you familiar with the Earn Your Leisure um, demonstration, the Earn, Earn Your Leisure Network cap? Yeah, I'm familiar. Yeah, I'm with familiar with them. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, what, I mean, I, I haven't heard any any anybody really chime in as far as from this community in regards to them, but um, as far as you know what they're doing in the community, I know that they support, they lean on the Democratic side, and they don't really like to say much 
against the establishment. So I, I just was trying to get your perspective on that before I go in on them. I'm familiar with them. I'm not really, I don't watch them. Uh, I watched them yeah. one time, and I said, oh, these dudes is con artists. So I ain't watched them again. Yeah. Um, they gave me a 125th Street vibe. I was like, oh, this feel like yeah. I'm on 125th Street, man. Y'all <laughs> setting me up, man. So, yeah, nah. And they and they brought on a bunch of people that been uh, that scam people, and then they don't go back yeah. and take the accountability. Like, yo, we brought this person on, and if you spent your money because you saw them on our network, you know, we apologize or nothing. They just keep it moving. So, nah, I never really pay attention to them, bro. Oh, okay. Yeah, because they be uh they be bigging up Davos and I guess they got invited to Davos and they, they praising it, Brother X, like it's like it's the place to be or like that's the in crowd to wanna get information. You know what I'm saying? That like should That should wild. tell you everything that you need to know. You shouldn't have to go no further well, than yeah. that. <laughs> well yeah, I mean but the reason why I rock with the demonstration, brother Robert X, because they deal with economics. They 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 bring some level of economics to the community, as far as investing. And that's yeah, ask them how do okay. they feel about fifteen minute cities? Because I didn't make this up. That's part of the the yeah. program. And then ask them how do they feel about you own nothing and be happy. That didn't come from me. That came from Klaus Schwab. It sounds like to me they they are on board with it. I'm just I'm just bringing your attention to it, brother Robert X, because as as far as I'm just trying to get you to understand the market that the young crowd, our generation is dealing with. They yeah. they putting that blackface. I'm bringing that blackface to you, that white supremacy and blackface to you. As far as this is they revamping. It's called yeah. Turn Your Leisure. And we they just had Russell Simmons come time. out just a short while ago. How many Russell Simmons do we need? Right. Yeah. Some black people are not unlike all other races of people. There are people that will push anything that's going to get them paid. That's not unique. Okay? And again, Russell Simmons came right out and told us. He had it. He'd throw Kanye and everybody else up under the bus as long as he getting paid. From that Ruben guy. From that Ruben. Rick Ruben, whatever his name. What I'm telling you is tried and true. The biggest problem on the planet is Old Testament. Now, I can't speak for anybody but myself, but I don't run away from the things that I've researched that have proven themselves to be extremely accurate. Anything they're involved in, I'm going the other way. Because what people attempt to do is to separate one thing from the other. That's what I was talking about yesterday. Well, I want to go to deal with the U.N. because we need to get absolute sovereignty for the sisters and brothers in the Caribbean islands. Well, what about the fact that they're talking about raping children? Does that enter your 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 mode of thinking is that relevant? Well, I hadn't I didn't think of that. Oh, okay, no problem. You see, we Stay can't right there with the we can't separate these things. All these things go together. 
Yeah, speaking on the union, I've been doing some research into the African Union. Um, yes. A lot it's of just the like the European is, Union. Yeah. Okay, they got hey, they let, they let Israel in. Hey, bro, the African Union let Israel in and won't let Haiti in, man. What the fuck is shit is that, man? Well, <laughs> I'm just saying that the African Union is a part of the global government construct where they're going to use the African Union to get all the Africans enslaved under one umbrella, just like the Europeans in the European Union. They also have, uh, what? there's another one. It's not just the African Union. Uh, see, that's why I, need, I, I can't wait to go back to the UN, because we'll be able to show everybody all of this. They got yeah, the whole brothers and sisters in the community. More of the brothers in the in the community, especially along the Moorish community uh, paradigm, is is suggesting that paradigm. And I, I brought up the African Union because I was doing some research into it on their website, and I came across mm-hmm. their Agenda 2063, the Africa We Won't paragraph, or in the first sentence, it says, it is the continent's strategic framework that aims to deliver on its goal for inclusive and sustainable development and is a concrete manifestation of the Pan-African drive for unity, self-determination, freedom, progress, and collective prosperity. It got a little bit more than that, but um, just that inclusive yeah. and sustainable development. That's sustainable world right there, see, that's UN, bro. There it is. I'll cut you off, but it's sustainable world, sustainable shit. It's that buzzword, that fake word, man. Yes, they yes, have, yeah, all got day, right all day Africans in place to push their agenda for them through the United Nations, okay? But the people need to understand that many of the African leaders, which is why many of them have remained quiet, have bought into this insanity because they think that this thing is going to work on their behalf. They just disregard all history. And I seem to recall this old saying about people who fail to understand the lessons of history. What happens to them? You're doing the repeating. That's what I heard. Let me tell you, I'm talking the about key, The key... The key word that y'all missed out on that is Pan-African. So you see who's behind the Pan-African movement. Yes. That, yeah. that that they push on us and we've been doing it for 100 years and we don't get nothing out of it. You see who's behind it now, who's been pushing it all this time, the United Nations. Yes. Which, which yep. also I find quite interesting. Because they okay, haven't done anything to alleviate the suffering and poverty of African people since their inception. They've done nothing. Nothing. For real. Yep. Hey, that's why the number yep. one thing Africa needs, y'all know what they need? They need refrigeration, man. Okay? They got the food to grow oh. shit, but it's far so fast. That's why they're pushing this shit by climate control. No refrigeration, no freon, man. Okay. Yeah, that, no, no air conditioning. That's they don't want them to get refrigeration, man. No cars. They want to limit the level of modernization that's going to take place. And that, and that brings me back to Walter Rodney in his book, How Europe Underdeveloped Africa. It's still going on. Mm. Now, I just want to put this last issue back on the, on the table. Um, mm-hmm. As far I'm not sure if you saw the um, the the, the the CCP had said that they was cracking down on the religious text and reviving the scriptures, Brother Tut. 
um, the Bible and the Quran. <laughs> Who's doing this? The CCP, the Chinese government, they was they was oh, cracking okay. down on religion. Put an edict edict to crack down on religious scriptures, religious document doc, doctrines such as the Bible and the Quran, and they were supposed to rewrite it is to a degree that fits their paradigm. Wow. Were you aware of that? Well, every group want to set themselves up to be God, to be worshipped, man. Every group Mm. always want to take our our, our God, whatever, and set themselves as God so you niggas can buy down the worship they ass, man. Fuck these damn Chinese, man. Okay? (laughs) I don't even eat no Chinese food, man. (laughs) This is all China taking it to another step because... Ever since they was um the opium wars, they been Christianity from there because they knew if once if they people took Christianity, the white people would rule over them. So yep. they did that, and they they put the uh, Muslims in camps. They called them um, bigger people, but you yeah. are. Mm-hmm. You know, they put them in re-education camps. Y'all y'all are gonna be re-educated away from Allah, you know. So yep. you're gonna be right. I know that GTP is is translating the Bible. And they're trying to include um, Adam and Steve. You know what I'm saying? And it's mm. gonna be Eve. It's gonna be Adam and Steve gave birth to Cain and Abel. You know what I'm saying? So they're doing some raised by wolves. It's kind of stupid. They the only group that aborted all they damn women, all the girl babies. Now they ain't got no women, so now they go around the world trying to get our women. They some stupid motherfuckers, man. You don't kill the damn women. They dumb as hell, man. Eating octopuses and all types of crazy stuff. No, I just was trying to understand, like, the Mao revolution. And I understand that, like, Xi Jinping or Mao, they might be have some type of Jesuit mixed in. Because I, I know the European, the British, they was, they was in China at one point in time. But, brother, right. if you could pick that up as far as the history of China and, and the role that they play in the future, I really I, I appreciate wish, that. I wish I could give that to you, but I'm not a historian when it comes to China. And I have two books that I bought brand new on China from people who, Mm. Americans who live there and who are historians. Mm. And I haven't had the opportunity to read them. They're sitting right up here on my shelf. What about that Cyrus? You might have brought it up. That Cyrus Parsa? What about him? The takeover or something? You You have recommended a book from, from, by Cyrus. Parsa, yeah, Parsa. Um, AI, Trump, and the weaponization or something like that. Was that one of I the books to, you were referring to? No, that's not one of the books I was talking about. Okay. These are people who lived in China, okay, mm-hmm. and stayed there. Yeah. The book you're talking about is AI, Trump, China, and the weaponization of robotics with 5G. Yeah. How China, Western AI, and ro- robotics corporations pose the greatest threat to people through a bio-digital social programming via the human bio-digital network. Which is what we've been building on. Yeah, transhumanism. Okay, I greatly appreciate the the platform, Sister Bev, and uh, I greatly appreciate y'all. It's good to hear all y'all, man. You just gave me reason to pull them two books about China off the shelf and at least get into reading them since I bought them. Yeah, they're power players. They're definitely a power player. Yes, sir. 
They 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 too organized not to be you know to pay attention to them. They you know. But you know they, what they, they have. They that, you know what they have that they that really they don't have going for them at this point. And this might hurt them in the short term, depending on what kind of war they have. They really haven't fought anybody. Mm. Not since World War Two. And you know, they, they was, and I, there was there was a little in Vietnam with the red Chinese assisting. Uh, the Vietnamese, but uh, Russia was doing just as much as China was when it comes to Vietnam in terms of arming them and that kind of thing. But China really doesn't have war experience. Well, well TB, yes, I mean, I'm with you. To, to me, it feel like it's all a. It feel like it's all a script. It feel like they. It's, it feel like it's a sting operation. Brother Robert X. I mean, I, I'm praying. That, Donald that's Trump what it seems like you know, to I'm, me too. That's what it seems like. It feels like The Apprentice 2.0 to yeah. me. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how the, the God gonna intervene, but something about to crack. You know what I mean? Something got to get. I mean, it has I, to. I saw them drilling. I saw uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene holding up Hunter Biden. In Congress, like it's this shit is getting messy. Like it's getting it real. Something's got to give, man. In Congress, <laughs> something got to something got to shake. It's like you got the irresistible force that's finally meeting the immovable object. Cause this small little band of Republicans ain't bending over for nobody. They right. not backing down, brother. And the reason they not backing down is because, like we was talking about earlier, Bear. They got the evidence. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what's important. They didn't have any evidence on Orange Man. So they had well, to make up new rules, I, new laws, and it I, didn't fly. What I think Good. is going on is I read, and, I, and maybe somebody can look it up. I forgot where I read it at. But it was something, one of the constitute. What constitution might have been 19 or something, but it said mm-hmm. if you in office, it's illegal to run for office again, just like Barack did two terms back to back. They say you have you can run in office, you have to come out of it, and and then you can run the next term. And I think yeah. that's Orange Man did. I think he he because that what they've been doing is illegal, so he came out of it. And during that this period that he out of it, he used this time to expose everything. Now he can come back into the office. Okay, I don't know about that, but I do know this, Bear. He is doing just what we said would happen, that this time is called the period of revelation, if you're a Christian. For us, it's oh, the yeah, procession of the equinoxes. Not to cut you off, but that, that girl say somebody uh, that kidnapped her had orange hair, a white dude with orange hair, man. Okay, that's what the girl said. <laughs> okay, well, nobody can argue at this point that the stuff that's been yeah. revealed since this dude yeah. has been in office for only four years is unprecedented. And the response that he has elicited from these people. But Tutmos, you and I uh, had this little conversation about this man being the most 
prosecuted man in the history of the country. We was trying to, I think you came up with a monster, right? He, he passed them because they not even, they not even through with him. They still looking for stuff to indict him on. Yes. I told you they treat him like a black man, man. They treat him like a Negro, bro. I told you that, man. There ain't been one up. black person. But to prove their yeah, point, that, uh, that's that. been indicted as much as they indicted this dude. Nobody. Mm. But, but to prove your point, they don't have the evidence, and he do. And this is how he bringing the empire down with the evidence. Correct. Yes. Yes. Yep. Correct. They said they told you orange is the new black. They they put that show out. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> they always they always putting the signs out there, man. Yeah, and didn't we say that there? Bev yeah. a long time ago said, What about Orange Man? Say he act just like a brother. Yeah. And that's and he hung uh, around brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, they say he's German. His ancestry go back to Germany, right? Yeah, Austria yeah. as as if I, my memory is correct, yes, but that's Germany, same so, thing. So, yeah, so that's the old English. The old English beer, brother uh <laughs> brother West, you gotta get your old English and you know, pour it out for the man until he comes through or you know, put the put an old English on the altar. That's the old Moor. His genealogy goes back <laughs> to you know, the old Moors have been burning. I you, bro. Gotta, yeah. I'm just like but, Brother West saying y'all, this is a good time to be alive. I'm glad to be alive yes, to see this. Joe, man. This this yes, this sir, one I'm man, one little orange man, has caused all this turmoil. I mean, he got them tying themselves up in knots, and they don't know whether to shit or holler. Well, yeah. he likes the, the what's that? The person with the slingshot that that, that took the giant down. The you one my David. Yeah, David. Yeah, David. My David Goliath. Yeah. Yeah. But I like oh, what Bill said last night, man. One of the, uh, uh, this is the best time to be alive. You're right, Sister Bill. This is the right time. You don't want to go to the past or the future. But go ahead, young man. Right. Right now. Brother Robert X, you, you were saying that the, the Jews were comparing him to one of the uh, biblical kings. They were saying they were saying that he reminds they, uh, I can't even remember the name they were saying. Uh, I can't read, but I know who you're talking about. I think it starts with a Yeah, H. okay. Uh, I remember you building on that. I remember you building yep. on that. Oh, they know this this man, look, I don't know what he exudes, but I, I keep saying he's the most popular man in the country. Okay? Nobody, nobody that I can think of, if y'all can think of somebody, y'all tell me. Nobody could... Under, or withstand the stuff that this man is under, and he's still out there running the campaign and whooping everybody's ass. Ain't nobody close to him. Hey, if you go get that dude from North Korea, man, if you talk to Steve Bopo and get that brother from North Korea that ran across the border like he was, uh, what his name? Uh, uh, not the track star, what the track star name? From Jamaica. That's what dude took off across the border, man. To North Korea, man. I saw that so today. Yes, they don't want to say it's a black man. <laughs> yeah, it's a brother, man. It's, he got it. What happened was he got into it with the police in South Korea, man. He tore a mm-hmm. police car, and so our our military was trying to bring him back home to court martial. So he said, "Hell no!" He took off across the border like he was uh, uh, 
That dude from Jamaica, man. You same when boat. He took off running, man. Yeah, you same boat, man. That brother broke the speed, the speed of sound, man. That speed brother, night. that nigga take off. <laughs> That brother better hope he got a jump shot, bro, because, you know, unless he can play ball, he can play ball, Kim Jong would be his friend, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. Yeah, Orange Man. <laughs> Orange Man outside of Dennis Rodman would probably be the perfect person to make a phone call and get him yep. released if he wants to come back. I'm not, I don't think he wants yeah, to come back. Yeah. He might have got one of them Chinese, what you say, what is the lady's name? King Kong Team. I got him a King Kong Team over there on the other side of that border, man. And, and some and a bowl of ice to go with it, Brother West. Yes, all. Yeah, what else you need? Mama son and a bowl show- of ice? You don't need much else. Yes, sir. They showed his mama crying, talking about, oh, please, let it grow, bring it back, bring it back. Nah, man, I don't think he's coming back, man. I mean, he might stay over there for good, man. Well, I will say this. Well, During the Black Power Movement, there were a number of brothers that ended up going to China and Russia and stayed. They didn't come back. Robert Williams was renowned in China, Okay. This was the brother that was Martin King before Martin King. All right? He went to China. And, man, the press that he got in this country, they elevated him in China. So there's a long history of people leaving, black people leaving this country, but it pissed off the white people. Oh, well. (laughs) You ain't. Dislike this country, man. No matter what it do to you, they don't deny what is what it does to people. They just reject the fact that you have the nerve to say it. Mm-hmm. Trump talked about North Korea in his speech. He gave a speech this week. He talked about North Korea. He said, "You know, I called them rocket men." And I got along with Rocket Man. Me and him formed a great relationship. He called me one night and he talking about movies and stuff, you know. And he says, so um, he thinks that he'll get him under control. But he says, hey, this is the first time I heard a, a president or ex-president say, he says he has a tremendous arsenal of nuclear weapons. So we can't just go in and engage him. But I had got along with him. So I, I, I think that he could probably fix the situation, because remember, yep. he got North Korea and South Korea to sit down together and shake hands. Yep. And, and mm-hmm. agreed to become... To bring both the Koreas back together. Exactly. Yep. exactly. Wasn't, wasn't the name of his book, The Art of the Deal? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's oh, yeah. Name, man. That's why he described his daughter the way he described his daughter. Because that dude is a salesman, first and foremost. Yeah. yeah. Forte. So yeah. every time he opens his mouth, is in lieu of his background, which is in sales. That's right. Yeah. Well, then let us win over. They're listening. And they're loving it. <laughs> <laughs> and they're taking every word to give it to AI. <laughs> yeah, they are. They are. <laughs> AI is loving West. 
I'm gonna smoke the guy. I smoke the goddamn computer, man. They fuck with me. I smoke it. So remember, we said a long time ago that we understood what AI was trying to do in the tech barons. So we recommended that when people do their searches online and things like that, make sure you go to places that are obscure, so that the AI can't get a real good bead on you. Make it put yep. that has nothing to do with you. Okay, you may just go there and stay there for five minutes or whatever. Okay, but just make yep. them 